Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Cheers, Greg. Cheers to you. I'm glad you're really prepped for the show with one-sixth a cup of water. If I that's going to last you the entire time. If I drink the whole cup of water, <laughs> then I have to pee. And Spoiler if I alert, pee, you're going to have to pee. You drink the whole cup then of water. You're going to need to pee. looks at me above his the rims of his glasses like he is a professor from Harry, like he's Snape from Harry Potter, and no Snape matter what I do. <laughs> that's very true, actually. McGonagall. <laughs> McGonagall, maybe. So it's like Professor McGonagall from uh, Harry Potter, no matter what I do, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. That's what Colin I'm just, me. I'm not, I don't do what you want. I'm just more concerned that you, you, you pee a lot. You pee I a pee, lot. I like to you can talk about issues. how much you drink, but Greg drinks like a fucking camel, and he's not peeing all the time. So camel I'm just saying that there's aren't something. Are camels known for storing water instead yeah, of drinking it? What do you think? They drink it over, like, do you think they just drink a little bit at a time it. and then store it? I'm just letting you know. That water would go. When they get to an oasis, you drink the fucking water, all of it. Remember when people thought their humps were made of water? Remember when people thought the cheese was the moon? The moon was cheese. Of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. I want you to take your sickly dying dog and just turn him around so that his face isn't facing me because I'm afraid I'm going to get his diseases. Uh, diseases? <laughs> the, the, butt, the, the butt end is the business end. You don't want what's coming out the back end oh, yeah. getting all up on you. That thing tooted the other day when I was doing Gamescast and it cleared. It, I, I, my hey. eyes started watering. Hey. Enough of this moping around business. He's, sick, He's looking mopey as fuck. Commit to getting better or commit to the white light. But you can't have it both ways. <laughs> Do you think we gave him the Pax Plague? I think we did. Let me see. Let me get a look at him. Let me get a good look at him. Tell me what's happening, veterinarian Colin. Give me a diagnosis on Portillo's problems here. <laughs> well, his eye. What's interesting about it, his eyes red. Like I don't. Yeah, I pink don't, eye. He's got. But can, it's red eye. Doggy pink eye. Yeah, he's got. A, he's got a, his uh, left eye is all screwed up. Oh no. No, no reaction. <laughs> He's still a million degrees. Over here, speaking of a million degrees, the pure one, Tim Getty. It's really hot, man. You're not wearing pants. I'm not. I decided, fuck it. Colin and I are in shorts. We usually save the shorts for... I wear shorts all day in here, except for when we're doing the show. Yeah. I wear socks and pants. Well, you're going to have to fucking deal with it It's too hot. It's way hot. The shirt might not even make it through the day. It's Indian summer in San Francisco. The first... Racist. Yeah, whatever. The first... uh, (laughs) The first... There's about two or three week period where it's just awful. Yeah, this is... Awful. It's this really bad. Aw- Fuck you, Nick. It's really bad. Fuck you, because you're all like, I like it. I like the oh, scene on my body. That's a, nail, that's a great, great now, impression. I, I would have worn shorts uh, today, but I was like, oh, we're filming stuff, so I'm going to we're, we're gonna wear pants, because we're professionals. But you brought the flip-flops. You're in your boxers. Yeah. Colin Box hasn't worn, I forgot Colin hasn't worn jeans ever since we started doing this show. <laughs> I channel. forgot that I'm wearing the shirt, too. I was just wearing the shirt for a shoot, but I'm just going to keep wearing it. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I wish I was in shorts right now. You, dude, you could. Just I wore flip flops right now. Uh, 
What am I wearing? Hold on. <laughs> you wearing you wearing you wearing your chubbies? What are you wearing? Yeah, pink boxers, not bad. No, I did wear chubbies all weekend though, and I'm very impressed with that brand. They're chubbies very... are so amazing. Chubbies you... are shorts, right? Yes. Uh, what is, are, what's so special about these shorts? They're extra they're short, short shorts. shorts. That doesn't sound good. For, no. They're here's why they're great. Because most most uh, shorts that you wear right now, they go w- way too far below the knee. Way too far below the knee. And I they, like that, though. Yes, but for because you're tall. If you're short, they make you look even shorter. Oh, like you're wearing almost pants. Yeah. It makes like, someone's like, oh, he's either wearing lo- like really short pants or really long shorts. I can't tell which one. <laughs> there, there's cargo in them, but he does go to pack, so maybe he's just wearing cargo pants. I can't tell. Um, the cool thing about the chubbies <laughs> is that uh, they cut off where... Right where Magnum PI shorts used to come off. Oh, no. Those are way too high. We can't bring that back. No, it's brought back. Oh, it's brought back, There's no stopping. These are the bro shorts. So I want you to just... what all the cool kids are wearing. I want you to just appreciate what their tagline is. Their tagline is, skies out, thighs out. That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. And I said that about 400 times over the weekend because I was wearing them all over the weekend up in Calistoga. What did your wife think of all this? She loves them. Well, for me, they actually look okay. They don't go that. They're like, here's your knee. They're about right here. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, a the knee is bad for people like us. We no, think this. We're like, you're fine. Uh-uh. You would actually be fine. It, it makes you look a lot more. It, it's a lot more uh, 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 flattering for your form, Hold on. Like, especially you, if you're do tall. Me, do me like you're, you're an, an Italian tailor here and show me how, show me how high these. Dudes. Okay. Do them like an Italian tailor. Pull them up. Traders. Pull them up. Fucking buckles. No, no. Pull, pull them up to the waist. Oh, geez. I don't think they'll go that high. Yeah, Just keep rolling. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. They're about right there. That's about where That's they're not at. Not that high, I guess. That's too high, see? You got great thighs. I you could you could totally wear these. You could wear the chubbies. Colin just grazed my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did just touch your balls there. Look at, look at how solid Yeah, you could totally wear them. Those are solid thighs. You got now, some chun Lee's. Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Did what did you how did you feel about me just touching your junk there a little bit? I didn't bit? mind it. I'm used to it. Okay, I just wanted We've to. We've been around sure. a long time. Sure. There's little there's little things we have. I wanted to just throw in real quick. I have a saying too. Mm-hmm. And it's uh uh you're on earth, dicks out. That's my saying. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just always. That. So the only people that are uh, that don't have to adhere to that saying are the astronauts. Right. Exactly. Who are floating in orbit. <laughs> and, uh, what, You're what, in space. What's guy. his name? Uh, guy Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Scott, Ke- Scott Kelly. Yeah, Scott Kelly. Scott Kelly. He's up there in the space station. Mm-hmm. He's got to keep his dick in, in inside his space. He's just too. Oh damn it. Do you follow NASA by chance yes. on Twitter? I just started he, to because of you. He he tweets out pictures all the time yeah. from the space station. He tweet, tweeted out this awesome picture of San Francisco. Did you see it? No. From, like San Francisco from space. It was pretty cool. Everybody tweeted him. I want him on to Skype into the show. That'd be awesome. Because they have him doing all sorts of goofy stuff. He can Skype into our dumb shows. Yeah, I'm sure from space. You want yeah, him sure NASA you want to love that. NASA's trying to get hip and current again, man. I like that. They got that guy. Remember the Mohawk guy from the Mars Project? They got that guy. No. You know what I'm talking about. Remember this guy? He was a. Yeah, okay, good. Tony Hawk. It was Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk of the Mars Project, of the NASA Mars Project. He's just sitting, so he's in one of the lab coats, and he's got, like, the skateboard behind his head yeah. just observing. He's like, Hold yeah, on, man. let's just appreciate this for a second. Nick, why did you go to Tony Hawk? Because his last name is Hawk. Was it? Was and it? Or did he just say Mohawk? No, that's what it is. He said Mohawk, Mohawk and I said NASA Tony guy, Hawk. Tony Hawk. It's not. Yeah. It there's makes no sense. depth here, Tim. Oh, I know. It's a I one-to-one just, word association. With, Mohawk. He said Tony Hawk. Hawk. With Mars being a third, uh, you know, as massive as the Earth, Tony Hawk wants to go to Mars so he can get some gnarly fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember when he did, a, he did a 900? Now he's going to do a fucking 18,000. It's like that. Like <laughs> he's going to launch and just go into orbit. Yeah. Do you remember Tony Hawk 2? That was one of the cheat codes. Turn off gravity, and you can just kind of fly away. I don't remember. It's fun. It was good. It was great. But I'm not to take your word for it. Yeah. 
If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week for sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, toss us a few bucks and get each and every episode early on Friday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, no big deal. Wait it out. Monday through Thursday, we go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, topic by topic, day by day, entire thing posts for free on Friday. And you get it as an MP3 as well, which a lot of you enjoy as you drive cars. Mm-hmm. And horses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, horses have sound systems. D horses. Days. And you drive them. <laughs> horses are stupid. Horses are, horses are my new jam. I'm going to tell you. I, Metal I, was Gear? Like, I started playing Metal Gear. And I was like, oh, fucking horse. What am I going to do with this horse? Now, handy, first of all, for getting around Afghanistan. Yeah, a lot of happening out there. A the lot happening out there. Not really vehicle safe in a lot of the areas. You got a lot of rocks. Uh, discovered, because I still have no idea what I'm doing with the controls, I just constantly hit X, that if you hit X, you can lean over on the horse. Right. And if you do it the right way, you can just walk right by people and be like, oh, look, a horse. Get out of here. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's not just a horse. So stupid. So I remember when they I showed that in the, the trailer. Horse. I was like, that was the the horse self, they call it. Right? Awesome. How come the horse poops, though? Kevin taught me you can say do it and it poops. Yeah, it's, you, when you level up your relationship with D Horse, you get that ability, and then you can use it as a tactical advantage. If you have it poop on the road, cars will run it over and spin out of control. Really? Yeah. I love Metal Gear. Yeah. I love Metal Gear it's so goddamn much. really dumb. But the horses remind me of something, Colin. Yeah. Like, about a week ago, we were talking at some point. I don't remember the context of this, but you brought something up to me that blew my mind. Mm. You're just like, Think about this. We just ride horses. Yeah, we just ride horses. Like, this is the fucked up thing. You have dogs and cats. This is not the topic. <laughs> we have dogs and cats, and like they're, we domesticated them. Dogs were domesticated a long time ago when they were wolves. And there's it's really fascinating. Actually, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson has the uh, has a, a, a nova a, uh, about... about it's Cosmos, wasn't it? Uh, Cosmos, yeah, rather. Cosmos. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, nova's on the brain. Uh, Cosmos about how we domesticated, you know, wolves and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's fascinating. And then cats were domesticated, like, you know, a few thousand years later. But we have these animals, and we love them, and we take care of them. They basically, like, Portillo doesn't do fucking anything, right? He's just a total, just like any other dog. They're oh, just, my God. I wish that you guys could see Portillo right I'll take now. a photo and send it to Kevin. <laughs> like, Kevin. <laughs> He doesn't feel well. <laughs> He's doing the least I've ever seen him do. He's not feeling well. But like any dog or cat, you know what I mean? Like we take care of them. They're our friend and everything. But then we have these horses. Mm-hmm. We leave them in stables. Mm-hmm. They like it. Outside. Cool. And then we just ride them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we're just like, we're riding. How the fuck did like, that happen? Like it's, it's incredible. Because a lot of people, my most, the most fascinating thing to me is that, you know, horses come from, you know, the Eurasian continent. And we brought them here. But horses are, like, really associated with, like, North American Indians and stuff like that. But they weren't even using them until the 1500s. You know what I mean? It's, like, that's so fascinating. It's the same mm. thing with, like, how we associate the tomato with Ital- with Italy. But the tomato is indigenous to North America and was brought over to Italy. And that's when the tomato sauce was made. You know what Interesting. I mean? Interesting. Or, like, know how, that. you know, spaghetti is considered a pasta is Chinese and was brought back. You know? That kind of thing mm-hmm. to Italy. Mm-hmm. And now, like, all this stuff. So, so we have these horses that everyone's just riding, first bareback riding, and then just like they, then they realize that they can put spurs on their boots and fucking kick them and fucking yeah, put really hard. It's, it's like insane, it's, it's kind of like when horses you think about it, it's kind, it's kind of fucked up. When it you is think about very it. fucked up. But like that is their that's what they're used to. That's their natural condition. I have no problem with it. We I we, mean, we have thousands of cattle that are killed every day just sure. to feed us, and I'm fine with that. So. On some level, though, the domestication of animals is an incredibly like fucked up thing, right? Like just because 
you want a pet, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing because I've had dogs and I love dogs. Well, no, you're not, you, you're not pointing at me. I mean, like you're talking about generations what? and generations sure, and generations sure. ago. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you think about it, if you just think about it from a purely like semantic point of view, it's kind of messed up. You have a little slave in your house that can't leave, doesn't have the the the, the intellect to f- to do anything other than be your lap dog for all intents and purposes. Sound familiar, Kevin? Yeah, I know. Kevin can Why leave. is Kevin the first thing that comes to mind? No, <laughs> have a literal lapdog. And you don't know, about uh, Kevin? <laughs> Isn't that kind of messed up though? Like, I mean, I see I see people that are like, and then you discipline the dog and you have to like you have to like you physically get mad. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does what it naturally does, and you're like, oh, I'm so angry at you that you don't think and act like a human being should think and act, even though you have a brain the size of a walnut uh, that's in there, and only maybe half of it works at any given time. And yet I'm going to get pissed at you and slap you or spray Whoa. you with a bottle or, or, you know, throw you off a bridge. <laughs> or kick you off a bridge like you know, in uh, 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 You destroyed something I love, now I'm going to destroy something you love. It's what my favorite thing, and I, I don't like to think about it too much because it does remove the pleasure of having a pet, is that we give them human qualities and, like, give them little voices sure. and that they think. And are, but, like, when like Greg does his voice for Patil, Patil's just like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking. Like, I, like yeah. he's just like... That's why, like, I, I tell Greg on my kids, his pet, right? He has the right to make the voice for the sure, pet. Sure, sure, sure. But my, in my mind, having lived with Portillo for five years, he has no, like, he's so dumb that, like, it's just silent. Like, yeah. he has nothing to say. He's <laughs> just like he just appears and is just like standing there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like solid snake in Metal Gear Five. Oh, or not solid big boss. Uh, he just looks. He just looks amazing. Yeah, he looks he like looks I like felt about two days it's ago. It's too hot for him too. And not only is he sick. Got the sne- niffles. Yeah. He's got the, the he got the red eye, and it's a fucking million degrees in San yeah, Francisco. He doesn't have his pants on either. No, mm, he really doesn't. He wears it. Has to wear that fur coat all the time. Nick, what's your topic? <laughs> so we've been traveling a lot, right, Greg? Yeah, we have. Uh, and if there's been one constant though, is that no matter where we go in the world, we always come back to good old SFO, which is an airport that I actually particularly care. I care for SFO because when we can fly Terminal Two, it's red. It's no, not let, me, bad. let me stop you for one second here. Mm-hmm. Why is it O? Why isn't people call it SF International? Well, every I'll tell you why. Every air, every airport has its three letter yeah. designator, and some of them are way weirder than that. So, uh, so SF like they just eventually add letters. Why in is there. it LAX? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's another thing. X they have to have you. they have to have three. And mm-hmm. there's probably some reasons. Like I remember, so when my mom worked for Delta when she was an executive at a Delta connector, like way back in the day, they used to have these really old computers where the pilots would go and you and check the weather, and you can check the weather in any. That's all these computers did. And you just type in three letter codes, and then it would tell you the weather, and they would just like they would type it in, look, and then go to the airplanes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used to just sit there and like just do like every combination I could think of, and you'd come up with some crazy fucking places in the world, like Yellowknife in fucking Canada or something. Yellowknife, like yeah, and that sounds me- like some Metal Gear shit, Medicine right there. Hat or something like that. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, is that I learned when I was a kid that none of the none of the symbols make any sense. There are fucking whacked out symbols that have literally. Nothing to do with the, the location because the symbols were taken or whatever. It's just so it weird. Can't, it can't be SF. But SFI. Like, they literally say, when you walk in, you hear the goddamn thing. Welcome so, to San, San Francisco, Francisco International, International Airport. Airport. I'll, I'll see if that's taken. It might have been taken. Maybe. Sorry. And it wasn't international was when it started, I think. That's the other thing. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just, hmm, that makes sense. It was just, oh. SFI is Safi o. Airport. Um. Anyway, so my question is for you guys, you know, know since I've spent a considerable amount of time in the airport and often thought, why do I even bother leaving this place? Exactly. Because I'm just going to be back here next week. Uh, Why do I bother paying rent? Why don't I just stay in this airport for as long as possible until someone finally realizes that I've been here and kicks me out? How long do you think you could legitimately live 
I don't mean just like hang out. I mean live in San Francisco International Airport now, before someone figured it out. This started on our way out on the last trip when we were yeah. coming home from PAX. We started talking. Con, you were already home, so you weren't a part of this conversation. We just eventually tabled it just to do this so we mm-hmm. could do this topic. Yeah. We to hear so here's, the, here's what the conditions are. You are in... That United, you're in Terminal 1, isn't it? So you, that's that's the question. You're in San Francisco Airport. You're yeah, not in Terminal 2, which is smaller and more open and everything else. You're in the, the one that Southwest shares with United, isn't that yeah. right? Yes. And so so it's huge. One. Yeah, but it's huge right. and it's sprawling. Right, right, right. Lots of nooks and crannies. Sure. And then, yeah, how long you can stay there okay. before someone realizes this is happening and you need to get kicked out? Because mm-hmm. to continue the parameters, you have a bag that you carry on. Yeah. So you have clothes. You have things you have your computer. You you you're you're packed like you would be going to any trip. You have you know your one carry your two carry ons, Mm -hmm. and it's not. I don't even think it's a question of how long can you. I I guess that is more of the question is how long are you going to do this? Because I thought we should do a video about this where we actually go and do it. But I'm like I'll get really bored because I'm going to be in there. For fucking ever. Yeah, <laughs> they're never going to know. You first think about it, and you're like, okay, it's an airport, the security, and this and that. There's no There's way no that security. we could last that long. And then you stop and you think about it, and you're like, actually, I think that we could play this off for a while. Right. So then it's like, I don't know, I think we could stay longer than we'd want to stay. Yeah, that's the problem. I really think you could stay way longer than you wanted to stay. Because the thing is, you, it, it's big, even if you're at home and you have no idea, just think of a big airport... Big terminal and like I think there's at least two branches, or it might even be a. Third. I mean, it's like it's just like a long U shape, right? But I mean, like it does branch off into two oh, distinct does, sides. Oh, when you it's come more in, like a Y. When mm-hmm. you come in, exactly. Yeah. So you figure you just go every morning. You come in, you go to the very last gate, and then you start working your way in, and then mm-hmm. over to the other side, and then back again. So we're thinking about this. What are the potential issues? Because we we were talking, and we think that brushing your teeth slash showering in the sinks would only, be the only showering issue. in the sink is an issue. That's the only one that's an issue. But again, I think brushing you, your teeth. I think I've you, seen people brush their teeth. I know, but every day. Yeah, but if you do but it I, like three in the morning, no one's in there. And no that's, one's gonna know. The thing about it is that there are legitimately commuters who go back and forth every day from here to LAX or you know vice versa, mm-hmm. Burbank or whatever. So it's not gonna raise suspicions that you're there every morning. If you keep a routine of whatever, you can even be there of like to the coffee person of like, oh, what up, Deb? Off yeah. again. See you late. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna be. Well, this is this is the. I'm glad you 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 identified because. I was thinking my my mind went to originally went to JFK JF because I you could stay in JFK indefinitely <laughs> just period. like because you could take like, a residence you in could JFK. you absolutely could JFK is fucking huge and it has like places where you can sleep like you can rent beds you can like shower you can do all these things so I'm like if it's JFK or Heathrow or Toronto which is another great yeah, example because yeah. you can go to hotels with that are in the airport yeah uh, in Toronto then like you could just stay forever so if if, if if you know, and then you think of like Edward Snowden, who stayed in Moscow Airport for like months, you know, but everyone knew he was but there. He was, yeah, they knew he was uh, there. So that particular terminal, I think you could you could probably get away with it for a week before anyone even said really. Anything. Yeah, I say a month at least. I think because what's you think gonna, a month? What's gonna I think tri- we could last a month. The thing that would trip it up is just it's going to be some random thing where somebody goes off of their schedule or you for some reason deviate from yours. Because mm-hmm. if it's just you, you figure you go there in the morning. I, I mean, I say that in the morning, whatever. Your schedule is that at 6 a.m., right, you go over to the southwest side and you sit down and you get your coffee and you, you bagel and you sit there and you use your computer, use the free Wi-Fi. You're, at, you know, you're an active commuter. You're doing these different things, right? And then you wait there. I, I say you wait there four to five hours. You can chill out in that one spot before you need to move on to the next one a little bit down the line. And I'm talking about going closer down to that Max's, whatever, right? Yeah. That grill thing right there you always pass. Or if you want to split in half and just do, you know, half the day on that side and then half the day on the other side. And then at night, night's when it gets fishy. Night is when you're going to need to walk around a little bit and look for some other terminal that has activity, other people sleeping. Yeah. And then you have to fill into it. I mean, that's that's the thing because, like, at night there's less flights. Right. 
And but there's but, also more people that are like, oh, my flight got delayed, so I need to wait till the next morning. Right. But if you're doing that every single night, and this is where we were calling, I was talking about cats coming to play. Hats and facial grooming come into play. Well, you they go said cats. I think it's the cats too. Yeah, I was like, this is where cats come. Play. You, if <laughs> someone they, gets they, fishy, you let the cats out. Let the cat out. <laughs> Literally let the cats out of cats the bag. The bag and they yeah. got their own problems there. They don't have time for this. But no, like you and like Tim, you're a great example. You go in there, you start it right, and yeah, like when things start getting weird and you need to sleep, you put on a hat and you change into a regular t-shirt and you yeah. lay down and you're not in your normal Tim garb. And then three days in, when Deb is starting to recognize you a lot, you go and you shave it into a mustache and then you shave off the mustache. And you know what I mean? Like there's all these different ways I think to make the little changes that would keep. Because it's going to be these daily grunts. When you're through on the other side, like, who do you see from security? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you, you know what I mean? So like, that's that's my question, is that, you know, we have the TSA, we have the security, and that's obviously a huge visual deterrent for anyone that's trying that's to do anything. Gatekeeper. Right. So when you come to the gate, you're trying to get into the actual airport proper, you have to have a ticket, you have to have your ID, you have to get scanned, they have to do the hands thing to Tim every single and time. Every, every, every time. It really happens. Time. I'm curious why that so, is. So I, mean, I started asking every single time. So for people that don't know, even though we've explained Hands. it 10 million times, Hands. we get through the TSA security thing, and then you walk through the, the dumb thing where you put your feet on the, the yellow markers, and you have mm-hmm. to put your hands up and look like a goddamn fugitive. The thing goes around you, you step out, and then they wait, That they pause a second, and then they're like, all right, you can go, you can go, you can go. Every single time for me, they need to pat down my left armpit, mm-hmm. my dick area, yeah, your, your crotchal area, and then they need to check my hands. So the crotch area is because you wear bo- like you have briefs under there that are bunching up to some degree, and your penis is way too big. That's not it. So I don't that's, think that's it though. That's what they told. Like they walked that's away. What they, and they told were like, you. It's just because that guy's got that big dick. That, okay, so here's the thing. I got the good. That's dick, what they just keep saying. When I every single time now I ask them, I'm like, how come this keeps happening? Like, why my hands are like, there's chemicals. I'm like, that's not helping me. Like, what chemicals? What can I do to? How can they know that? Your hair gel, your watch. But it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? Every fucking TSA. Is there chemicals? What the fuck does that mean? And how can you possibly know that? And it starts getting super hostile. (laughs) They always do this thing now where that whenever I ask a question, like, do you want to do? Do you want to be in a private room? No, no. I don't want you taking me away from my friends. It's because the reason the guy asked you last time. And when we were going through SFO, and that wasn't, was it for PAX? I think it was for PAX. Yeah, it was, was because I, I believe Greg got in on it too, and potentially even Kevin, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was just me and Kevin, started heckling you. I mean, you always do this. And to the point where it was not even subtle. I was just like, check his dick. No, that's all make he does. Make sure you check Ninja his dick. Stands there. It's his dick. You should check his it's dick. His dick. He's hey, hiding. make sure you don't, don't forget his dick. I think, I think, and I quote, I said, I think he's hiding something up his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Captain, and he was. You should definitely oh, yeah. check captain. out captain. The guy's like, I'm not a captain. <laughs> oh, so, man. so to be fair, when he said, "Do you want a private screening?" It was to get you away from us. Yeah. Not because he was like worried or anything. I think he was just like, "No, I get that." Do you feel bad because your friends are actually encouraging me to check out your urethra? No, I get it, but it's like, I, no, thumb. I don't want that. And what, what bothers me though is, it's like, I'm like, what are you checking for? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, then why are you checking? What the fuck? You're asking the geniuses of TSA about what they don't know what the fuck they're yeah, doing. It's just it's annoying. Um, <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. So they haven't caught a single terrorist ever. So we <laughs> period. About. Um, they've never caught a terrorist. That's fair enough. You, we take our shoes off because the guy got on the plane and tried to blow the fucking plane up with his shoes. That's why we take our shoes off. So that I guy remember. just got straight up through. Yeah. 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 So they don't they don't get, they don't catch anyone. They're a bunch of fucking assholes. Uh, anyway, go on. So. You got that barrier of security. Although big shout There's out, no security. It doesn't matter. Shout You're out, it's a barrier you of security. It, you have a ticket. You've bought a ticket. Yeah. To go to wherever the cheapest flight, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. There you go. Right. But once you get through the airport, see, I think that the TSA is that like 
Everyone looks at it and goes, okay, well, it's TSA. We've had our experiences. Maybe they're good at security. Maybe they're not good at security. But it gives you that, like, that false sense yeah. of we're yeah. done with security, right? And so once you get through, you don't see a lot of operatives. But I guarantee they're there. There's they the have real to be there, right? Because TSA is obviously Sky not Marshals. the real security. They're just a bunch the of assholes Mart- standing there to look Marshall. important. But there must be real there's security. There's got to be Sky Marshals somewhere, like, yeah, throughout the yeah, yeah, guys with badges in there. But I just don't think there's enough of them that one guy's going to be like, huh. Well, I mean, there's definitely like some dude sitting in front of a shit ton of monitors. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that guy. So sure. that's He's the guy you got to trick because yeah. that guy has nothing better to do. That's his job is to look for those inconsistencies, right. right? Of like, wait a minute, I've seen that guy a lot. And then he rewinds the footage of the day. He's like, bring up Charlie, bring up monitor four. Uh, and it all goes to one big thing. And then it's like enhance, yeah. And then it goes to your face, your face, your face. And then, of course, if it's Tim, it's right to his dick. And it's like, is what's happening with Tim's dick? Look yeah. into the urethra. There's the urethra. bomb. There um, <laughs> so that's the guy that I feel like, I feel like we're underestimating this. Because while, I, while we have, I think, probably a spot-on estimation of what the TSA is capable of, <laughs> I... I <laughs> I think that there's real airport security that's out there. But that I mean, the thing about it, and this is like, this is totally racially loaded. Stick with me. Is that Tim's the perfect guy, generic white dude. I'm too tall. I'm too bulbous. I'm the perfect dude for this job. Too good looking. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, just yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. Huh? Colin and I are too good looking. Exactly. Exactly. Tim's generic white dude, mid twenties, whatever. Yeah. And I think that he's not going to ca- raise a stink when he's and sitting without me having to walk through the thing. No one would know about my dick. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just looking exactly. at me. It's an unassuming. But dick. I think you'd be able to hang out on one side, move to the other, and like, so you're talking about over days. This security mm. guy who is shift, trading on a shift has to be so on the ball to be like, this generic white dude looks like, I mean, you look like every other tech I'm the developer. default character in a video game. Exactly. You know? It's true. Put it's, on a checkered, like a checkered plaid, plaid shirt, shirt. and you fucking are the CEO yeah. of Twitter or mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever. You're one of these other guys. You know dudes. what I mean? Also, I feel like you're, you're at an advantage in San Francisco because you look so hipster. Mm-hmm. If you were to fly to like back to, you know, I guess... Like to Dallas, maybe. Oh, I'll stand out in Dallas. Dude, yeah, you Definitely. must stand out like a, like a sword. You'd be saying hella, and they'd be like, well, but, this guy's talking about God. Get, out, get over there. Uh-oh. The great thing about you is, though, if questioned, I feel like you would easily get out of it by either using, using that combination of, like, sometimes you turn on the aw shucks, I don't know what I'm doing attitude, yeah. even though you fucking very well know what you're doing. And you get out of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I was. I I'm, guess, just I'm supposed to take a. I'm just a dude. I'm just a generic white dude. Oh, he well, you know, he's, he's just a he's generic just a white dude. Let him, let him, he's let just him go. a dude. Let him go. The, bigger, qu- the bigger question that we're ignoring, and I'm a little confused about this, is like, is the motive just to do it? Yeah. In other mm-hmm. words, like, well, that's not really an effective motive. That we had an idea. Yeah, Colin. we had. If we could, if we could prove that you could last longer than a month, we were going to give up uh, the rent at our respective houses and just work from the airport, the airport yeah. and just not have to pay we rent. Could do anymore. that, JFK. I'm telling you, JFK is so. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? JFK, yeah, I mean, JFK is fucking massive. But the difference with that, though, is we're talking in a terminal, you know? So yeah, you're but, not allowed but, to leave and come back. Like, you have to stay in the but terminal. But once, once you're in one of the terminals, like, you're, you're in. I mean, like, these places are fucking ma- – like, they're massive. Yeah, like Dallas, for the instance. The DFW you could get around, too. You yeah. could easily because it's got the tram that goes mm. all the way around every terminal, and it's huge. And so all you would have to do is literally just get on the tram, go two more stops, yeah. and you'd be in a whole different set of people that work everywhere. All right. Let's take this a step further because we, we've established the fact that we think we could last a while. Sure. Could we do this show? No. And help, like, do you think we could do one episode? Yeah, no, you yes. could do an episode. Do you think episode we could do an episode show. of this and Gamescast? Same day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all I think, that's I think fine. you can absolutely get it. Okay. That you could totally do. It's This is what I'm talking about drawing attention. If all of a sudden it's like, oh man, those guys who did that were doing that show are back doing their show again. And term, wait a second. Okay, let's, I saw them last night. Well, I saw them yesterday morning. Wait a second. Mics, right? And yeah. we didn't necessarily sit like this. 
we're backs against each other. Like, my, maybe even more attention is being drawn to us. Then. Just randomly talking. <laughs> Why are those guys randomly talking to each other? They're well, all if we broke into two, we all have like newspapers. And if yeah, we break into pa- pairs of two and sit, you know, and like like those random seats that are yeah. with each other, it looks like each two of us are having conversations, but we're having a conversation. Again. Sure, but see again, you're do- you're blowing this up. You're, I mean, if you, and this is just if you want to stay there for as long, because the way this ends, right, is co- comedically, no matter what. Yeah, they finally come over. And they're like. Excuse me, sir, can you come with me or whatever? You're like, yeah, no problem. And they go, I say as soon as they ask you any question, like, and I don't mean like a pass, are you okay, sir? Like that kind of thing. As soon as they take you in a room and see, you know, like, we've noticed you've never left the airport. What's going on? I'm just you a go, dude. I have a bet with my friends of how long I could last in the airport, and I've lasted X days. Yeah. And right. that's it. And I think they're going to go, what? And and like, yeah, thing. it's just, we're a dumb YouTube channel. Is that illegal? No. Yeah, that's what I was, well, well, I, 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 I was going to say. I was going to say, like, loitering in an airport without a ticket. Or no, like, with you the ticket. No, you're not going to. I mean, unless you're going to keep buying a ticket, your plane is eventually going to leave, and then you are there. They're probably going to be like, it's a class B felony, five to eight years in the federal penitentiary. <laughs> Pound me in the ass, federal <laughs> prison. <My God. laughs> but you're like, that we sir, you're going to show in prison. No, I don't okay. think we get to record no. the show Damn in prison. I think that they would. I think that they would walk you out and tell you just not to come back. I don't think they would probably try to punish you, depending on the threshold of how long you were able to actually stay in there. So, say if you were there for two days, I think they're just like, get the fuck out of here. If you're there for a week, they're putting you in jail. If you're there for a month, they're like, please don't tell anyone this. We're just gonna get you a car. We're gonna send you home. Please Here's don't a report. Free ticket to anywhere you yeah, want to go. Anywhere you want to go. Please don't let them know. Really this is how bad it is. Yeah. Um, that's my theory. I think we can go at least. I think we can get easily a week. I think any, I think a week easy. Yeah. Based on the fact that I spent a day in, or two days almost in in Chicago Airport O'Hare Hair, Airport, Jesus, yeah, because I missed the flight and I was just like, I'm just gonna sleep here and not one person said anything to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can go a long time before anyone even. I feel like the airport is so many cogs making up the machine mm-hmm. that nobody's cog is to be like. That guy's sleeping there. I think I saw him two nights ago. I'm going to go look at all of this. You know, no, they're not yeah. worried about that. Right. About the, why would they be worried about this guy? He just doesn't leave the airport. Also, I have this feel like I have it in my brain that the airport security looks like that that room in Jason Bourne that they always go back to. Sure. Like, the, like the sat room. Like what's the, situ- the situation room, yeah. whatever it was, where it's like a gigantic Wolf bank Wilson. of monitors. And like at one point, the head of security is like, I need everyone to clear the room. And then his right-hand man's like, you heard him clear the room. Let's go, people. Come on. Time is money or whatever. And everyone gets up, and he just, he just looks at the board. For like, this motherfucker's been in here for a month. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. I think we could do it. I think we could do it for right. a time. Why? What well, is the motive? Cool. You always hear the message that's like, oh, if right, you see any suspicious bags, let people know. If you see a suspicious person, it's like the people aren't going to be there long enough to notice because they're getting on their planes and shit. I don't know, man. I think we could do it for a long, long time. Yeah, I especially crazy, if you keep though, to yourself. those goddamn messages over and over. You gotta keep How yourself. How come they, they always do like this? It's like the same three messages. Because those are like, the only things the... you need to know. So what What do we need to know then? We need to know that if there's a suspicious bag. Yeah, let, see some people say know. something. Yeah, welcome to Welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to SF. We have a yoga room. <laughs> we We do have a yoga room, and then there's the uh, the thing room. that uh, if you're a family member of someone in the service, service you can yeah, go to this yeah. room or whatever, which always surprises me because it's like. Is there that many people yeah. that they need to have that as one of the messages, not sure. just like a thing on the wall or something? I think it's, it's good weird. PR. No, for sure. I just think it's interesting that that's one of their only messages that they replay. I'm going to go you guys one further on this. This would be a follow-up question to my original question. How long do you think they notice, it would take them to notice, that you don't work for the airline? Like if you just started, if you just brought an outfit with you and just started. Oh, catch me if you can Yeah, catch me if you can That's illegal. Okay. 
That you so would that's the don't line. do that one, everybody yeah. at home. All right. But, you see that video of Improv Everywhere where they go into Best Buy and they're all wearing khakis with the blue shirt, like a blue polo? No. It's so funny. So funny. All right. Everybody, you, you watch that after you watch this entire show. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? I want to talk about Donald Trump. Mm, I know. Donald. Uh, but I don't really have anything to say, per se, about him. I don't have any agenda. Owner of the Mavericks. Shark Tank. Uh, <laughs> that's all I know about does not Donald thing? Trump. No, not Donald Trump. That's Mark Cuban. Oh! Uh, who is a supporter, I think, of Donald Trump. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. He already said something that was like supportive of him or something. I don't know. Yeah. That was This was some time ago. I don't really have an agenda with this. The reason I brought this up is, A, I needed a topic for the show here Game Over Greg. That's how it works, yeah. And, B, a lot of people, like literally, I would say at this point, hundreds of people have asked me to talk about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not really going to say anything about him, what per do you se. Think you got, they asked you to talk about him, not us. We're a bunch of idiots. I'm going to say this, mm. uh, to, back, to back it up to the last topic, mm. uh, the beginning of the last topic, mm. is that Colin was right. I do have to pee. I'll be right back. Oh, my God. You're the worst. You I are saw really him bad. drop the, the hand, and I was like, what? Does, is he really that passionate I'm, about I'm kind of worried about you. Can you go to the doctor, though? You really don't. No. No, he doesn't have the BDs. We have to taste the pee. If it's sweet, then we know. Kevin. <laughs> Is that true? Is, is, is P sweet? If it's... Saw this on Reddit. Uh, Has to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, yeah, it's it's one of those Reddit stories you believe you yeah. want to believe is true. But yeah, this guy started seeing this girl and they were just fooling around or whatever. Like they're not, they're not seriously into like dating or anything, but they were just like fuck buddies and or whatever. Peed in her mouth. No, she was a squirter, and so he thought this was like the hottest thing ever. But he's like, I'm a male, I'm a not a male nurse. What was he? I don't know. He works in he's. Either either a doctor or a male nurse doesn't matter. Uh, and he's like, I don't get me wrong. I you know I'm in this field. I know biology. I know what squirting is. I know she's just peeing on me or whatever. But it's still hot to me. And I'm da da. And then he said that he was he started to enjoy the taste of everything that was happening because it was kind of sweet. And he said he snapped awake, like at, like as he was falling asleep. He's like, wait, sweet. Her pee is sweet. And then he ran off and got like whatever. Took a blood test. She was she was totally diabetic, like falling, and like he had to get her to the hospital and stuff, in the emergency room and all stuff. Wow, yeah. all because he squirted. She squirted, or she squirted rather on his face. Yeah, we've all been there. Does it, Kevin? There's a reason you're over there and we're over here because we can we know yeah. the bullshit filter. I'm not a right? doctor and I'm not a scientist, but I don't think it's pee. It's not. So yeah, I don't think so either. He said basically. But uh, yeah, that that, those aren't doctor <laughs> terms either. <laughs> it's basically P. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking Donald about? Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> uh, we were, I mean, we were talking about how we had a problem with Nick Scarpino's P schedule. Right, right, right. It's a, ridic- it's it's a ridiculous P schedule. And you should go get his reality. prostate checked. I'll check your prostate for you if you want. Kevin, can he watch Colin check my prostate? Thanks, Kevin. I'll, try, I'll gladly check your prostate. What would be the point of having me watch? Just to make sure he does it right, because you know how to check prostates. You've been checking mine a lot lately. So Colin, yeah, Donald Trump. Don, right. I'm sorry. I'm like all discombobulated. Were you? You guys spent that entire time talking about my bladder? Yeah, no, we don't. Want, we don't want. Yeah, it's this girl squirting. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we, oh, wanna, okay. we wanted to just. We don't want to go to a topic without you. Is all. So people were just curious about what I thought about him, and I'm I, I'm curious in turn what you guys think about him because he's a comp- incredibly disruptive figure mm. in a good way, I think, and in a bad way. I think actually in a better way than people give him credit for um, to the political system, and he's a sign of. People, especially in the Republican Party, not liking any of their candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his approval rating right now? His Last appro- time I looked, it was like he had a ridiculous majority. Well, his approval rating is something different than what he's. Oh, not approval. Uh, the, uh, How's he polling? His poll, poll, he's, poll, he's, 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 he's got like, I think, 35 in New Hampshire out of 17 people. 
Uh, Iowa, I think probably a little less, probably like 30. And I think he, him and Ben, Car- ben Carson's probably Wait, sorry, pretty. What? what? He has 35 out of 17? 35% out of 17 candidates. Gotcha. So gotcha. It, 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 That's a it, big majority. Yeah, huge majority. Sense. Yes. Um, and then in Iowa, I think it's a little less, like 28 to 30 probably. And I think Ben Carson's pretty competitive there. I don't think, I don't think Trump's going to win in Iowa. Um, because of the nature of the caucuses and right. it's more evangelical. Heads up, that's the first time I've heard of Ben Carson. Ben Carson is the, uh, you asked, the, uh, well, you saw him speak the other day, the soft-spoken black guy. You, you remember and you asked me if, who he was, you, we were watching. Okay. Do you not remember this? I mean, I vaguely remember this because you, but I didn't watch it. You had it on your laptop. Ben Carson, you, Ben I, Carson's I listening a, to him. a world-famous neurosurgeon. Gotcha. Um, out of um, Carnegie Mellon. He invented the brain. He was the Are first. You familiar with that, Greg? I think he was well, the first. In passing, I think he was the first <laughs> surgeon to successfully um, separate yeah, Siamese twins, uh, attach it at the head. Really? And that like, guy, he can't be president. He's too smart. Well, he's very smart. He's way smarter. He's than way too smart. Uh, uh, but so, uh, before I get into it, I just sure. want to say, like, I think that to to kind of set the to, to kind of I like Donald Trump, and I don't I don't mean that as like necessarily a politician. As you guys know, I've been a big fan of Donald Trump for many years because you I, I, I love for the Apprentice. I love the Apprentice, and I love Celebrity Apprentice. I just I think Donald Trump is smart. I think that um, he's a great showman. I think he's an entertainer. I think that he knows exactly what he's doing. I think right. he's sm- the smartest man in the room most of the time. I think people that deny that don't really know what they're talking about. I don't think you amass a fortune of $10 billion or more. No, and- what about the argument that he only, and I already know the counter move to this, but I'll set you up. I'll tee you up here, but don't come at me. Mm-hmm. What about the counter argument to when people say, well, he inherited all his money. He, he didn't, didn't inherit all his money. He inherited some money and he inherited advantages, but he made it stronger. And Trump was not a brand until it was him, right? Trump was not Trump until it was Donald Trump, not his father. So, you know, when you have a skyscraper in the most expensive city in the world, you know, you know, New York City with your name on it, you've done something right. Um, That said, I think that Donald Trump is a sign. He's a symptom of an illness with the Republican Party. He is not. um, I don't want to say categorically he's not going to win the nomination because I think it's becoming more and more certain that he might win the nomination. Yeah, which is terrible. Um, Who Who are the legitimate contenders? Who's uh, it going to come down, dude? Trump, wins. Ben Carson's definitely a legitimate contender, and then you have to assume like Jeb Bush and Rubio, and maybe Scott Walker, and maybe John Kasich. I don't, I can't see it being anyone else. So that's like six of seventeen. So you're talking about like sitting governors, and three of them are sitting governors. One of them's a neurosurgeon. One of them's a businessman, and then Jeb Bush is an ex-governor. So, gotcha. um, so, and then Kasich's obviously the governor of Ohio, um, et cetera, and so on. So. To me, he's a, like I, I, people have been saying it in different ways over and over again about Donald Trump, and it's something I can it resonates with me as a Republican, which is we don't like our own party and we don't like our own candidates, and we're sick of them. You know, like mm-hmm. the 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 fact of the matter is we elect Republicans and they don't do anything. You know, like they just don't govern. So the the, the major problem here is that unlike the Democratic Party, which is an, is not an amalgamation of many groups, it's really a kind of a group thing, and I don't mean that as as an insult. Like the Democratic Party is very cohesive, you know, they have a set of principles that ninety percent of them believe in, right? Unless you're like a Reagan Democrat or something like that, that's basically what you are. The Republicans are libertarian, paleoconservative, Rockefeller conservatives, neoconservatives, evangelicals, like, and they all have. I always say it's like a Mexican standoff between all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like the libertarians hate the fucking evangelicals, the evangelicals hate the paleocons, the paleocons hate the neocons, you know, like, and, and at some point we like put our guns down. We're like, fine, Mitt Romney. <laughs> all right. You know? We're all going with Romney. Yeah, yeah. We got to have someone. We And like, and that's the way it goes. And what it's, what it's produced over time, what people don't realize is that the Republicans have lost five of the last six presidential elections by popular vote. And the only one that the only popular vote we've won was in 2004. 
since Clinton. So 92, 96, 2000, 2004, 2008, and then 2012. Uh, so I guess it's actually really starting with 96. So 96, you know, et cetera, and so on. We lost mm-hmm. all of those, all of them, except for one. And it's there's an, there's an existential problem with the party, which is that the party's plat- core platform, I, b- I do believe, is an exciting platform and a platform that resonates with a lot of people. And if we focus on that platform of small government and an unintrusive government, low tax and stuff, we'll be fine. But then because everyone's always in a Mexican standoff with each other where they're all pointing guns at each other and all hate each other, you end up with candidates that are not appealing. And so you end up with like Bob Dole or John McCain or, you know, I like Mitt Romney, but Mitt Romney was certainly, you know, looked at as that kind of candidate. Mm-hmm. And that eventually the party starts to hate everyone so much that you get Donald Trump. And that's and that's how you arrive in this place. Well, I don't think you get Donald Trump. I think you open up the door for a Donald Trump to come, to come through in and be like, fuck this and I'm show over. everyone the ridiculous flaws that they have within the party and within the system. I, I'm with you. I think Donald Trump happens to be a genius. I don't mean a genius uh, financially or economically or that or he's a business genius, although I'm sure his his business acumen is high. Good words. Uh, Good words. Good words. But I think he's a genius because if he understands anything, he it is that he understands how to use the media to his advantage. And let me give you an example. Every time he says anything, every major and actually every media outlet on the planet has to report it because he's so polarizing. So even if he's saying things that are completely outrageous or flat out wrong, he gets everyone's attention. So as far as Mindshare is concerned, he's a winner in that regard um, because he's playing the media and all of us like a fucking fiddle and it's working. And I can't not watch him do this right and though and so there is something to be said for like what does it say about our population that we're willing to let a a candidate like this not only come in but from his inception he has been the leader like he has never not polled higher than anyone else yeah he's he's always winning yeah like he came in everyone's like oh ha 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 it's a joke like he's polling higher than everyone and now he's just torn away and he's saying some outrageously radical shit most of which uh i mean i gotta i gotta gotta disagree with a lot of it um but the one thing that i do really respect and appreciate him for is that he is not backed by any uh uh what's the terminology i'm looking for um special interest group group right no so he is beholden to no one right and that's why that's why i think a lot of people dangerous if you were actually not using that crazy rhetoric to get attention if you were actually somehow which i i have a feeling that if he's serious about this presidency that he's going to have to start doing that eventually, which is going to have to take that rhetoric and move it more toward the sane and rational and actually how we're going to get this shit done uh, side of things. But if he were able, actually able to do that, he would be a scarily awesome candidate. Um, just because he doesn't have... Like, yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's the biggest true. problem our, our politics in this country faces is that there's too much money involved. And he can actually take that out. Now, I don't think he will. And I don't think even if he were to get by some crazy stroke of like circumstances were to actually be elected president, I'm terrified for how he would use that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Because... That's exactly why. He, I mean, he's a, a guy like guy. yeah, a guy yeah. like Donald Trump doesn't run for president because he truly wants to fix things. A guy like Donald Trump runs for president because he wants to take that billion and make it into a trillion, yeah. um, which is what every president, you know, Republican president's done for a really long time anyway. Well, I shouldn't say every, but at least the Bushes were pretty damn good at uh, uh, stuffing their pockets with money. Um, I just can't. I like part of me is like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe we're even entertaining this notion. And the other part of me is like, what's scarier, Trump getting into office or another Bush? Because Jeb will have, I mean, once all those oh, the seventeen candidates are, start uh, fading off, Running and it goes down money. to well, they're going to run out of money. Yeah. It, eventually, you know, Trump's uh, lead that he has is going to it's going to even out, and it's going to become a real uh, uh, real primary. And that's, I mean, 
I'll, I'd love to see what happens with that when when they go up against each other. And just watching some of the quotes from his debate, um, you can't mess with them because the more people that 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 went after him, they dropped. I got to be honest with you, they my, dropped. My favorite clip, and I'd love to find that. I don't. We probably would get in trouble for using it, but my favorite moment of that debate was when Megyn Kelly asked him about all the disparaging thing he said he said about women or, or whatever and she's naming all of these things did you see this no i didn't see it oh my it's like because it, it, she's right like he really says awful things about people whatever but then mean he, to rosie but, o'donnell yeah but then he's like just rosie o'donnell like all these things and the crowd just goes fucking insane and i'm like <laughs> that was fucking awesome <laughs> see, that's i can't really believe doesn't like rosie said that it's a not, presidential like, candidate just called out the, rosie o'donnell what was the question the question because, was like do you take one do you wish to you no, take because she was like you you said this about this woman this 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 and he's like just rosie o'donnell and then just backs away from the microphone and everyone and, and it's not true like he's totally lying he said awful things i'm not defending what he said yeah i want to be let's clear be about clear about that, about that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that that was Amazing. No one would ever do that. I mean, it's a no given situation. Yeah. yeah, he can. Yeah. He's kind of playing this character at this point where he can literally just do and say whatever he wants, and then people are going to react like what Nick's saying. But what's crazy to me is like this reminds me when I was way younger and Arnold yeah. was our fucking governor. How the fuck did that happen? You know, like that's he was popular. Great like, but, but that's the thing though. It's like he's popular. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I've never been a political guy. I don't know this stuff. But when I, especially when I was. In high school, when that happened, like I was a freshman in high school, and I remember it happened. I was like, I didn't know the other people. I knew Schwarzenegger, and I'm like, this is nuts, though. That this is that this is really a thing. I can't believe this is really a thing. And I hear about Donald Trump. I'm like, I can't believe this is really a thing. But then it's dangerous with this. It's different because he has the money and he has the popularity, and he has friends. He has connections. He has all this stuff. Yeah. It's He's a popularity contest. Yeah, you know. And it's just like, oh my god, he could just do this. Yeah, because he wants it to happen. I know, but that I mean, isn't that kind of everything in life isn't that kind of how you get ahead in business and how do you get ahead and you know i mean really any field like that's how actors become famous actors right they have friends and they work networks yeah. like they network and they figure out how to get up you know how to work their way up the 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 uh, totem pole that again let me be let me back what colin said we i don't disagree i mean i don't agree rather with a lot of the disparaging remarks that he said, actually, any of them, I don't think that the, all, all the ones that I can remember, I vehemently yeah. disagree with. Right, all the remarks about Mexicans. Nice. I've never met Queen Rosie O'Donnell, nice. so I'm not going to go out on a limb and say she's not nice. Although I can appreciate that she may or may not have a bone to pick with Donald Trump. Um, but the fact that he can say the things is mm-hmm. the most fascinating part. Definitely, it's the fact that no one is going. Oh, like if any other candidate had talked shit about anyone. They would every every political cor- uh, uh, correspondent across the nation would be like, "Oh, this person's out of the race," sure. because they said something. They actually had an opinion on something that yeah. could be yep. quote unquote polarizing. So God for fucking bid, we don't reward them for that. We in fact uh, take marks off of that uh, off of the page for that, and we have to kick them out of the race because they actually had an opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with politics in America is that you're not allowed to have an opinion about anything. It's all backpedaling. It's all answering without answering. Now here you've got a guy that's answering. Actually pointed – there are questions that are being asked and he's pointedly answering them yeah. the wrong way, unfortunately. But he's having well, he's a an, fucking he's opinion. Answering him. Yeah, that's the thing that is so exciting about him, right, in terms of just somebody who's watching from the sidelines to see how it all shakes out. Is like it's going to be cool if somebody who can say whatever the fuck they want actually has a shot at this. And it isn't just fucking lip service to the, well, I got to play to the Christian right and I got to do this. And yeah. I don't even – you know, Mitt Romney's this great governor or whatever. And then when he gets on the national stage, he has to be all like, wow god and abortion and he's like oh, dude like you're cooler back there why can't you just be that guy by the way i found i want you to i found the clip do you found the clip it's just 30 seconds here things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter however that is not without its downsides in particular when it comes to women 
You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account... Only Rosie several... O'Donnell. No, it wasn't. Damn. Damn. When that happened, That's like... insane. That he could just fucking do that. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that was the thing I was saying. I was like, that's wrong. Like, I don't believe... It's the same thing I say about Democrats when they go after the Koch brothers. I'm like, these are private citizens, and I don't really think that we should be going after people that are not in public life, really. And so my first instinct was like, yikes. Like, but but I was I was sitting there watching with Cheryl and I started laughing. I'm like, that might be the craziest thing I've ever seen in a primary in my entire life. And I've and I've watched every debate since night like literally every one of them probably since 1992. So like since I was like it makes eight it or nine. interesting for you sure. You know, yeah. So like I was like, that is just as someone who studied political science, I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I remember after that first debate, because there's only been one so far, I, I I was watching the pundits and I agreed with them, and they're like, I'm like, Donald Trump's done. He didn't answer any questions, he didn't say anything, he's going after people, whatever, and he went up 10 points. And I was like, everything about him doesn't make sense from a political science perspective, which is why it's so exciting for someone who studied it, where it's like, these things are predictable, polling and poll testing and all this kind of stuff. This is this people give polls shit sometimes, and sometimes polls are wrong. Polls are very wrong in the midterm, for instance, because their their balance, their, you know, their sample balance is off. But polls are real. They can predict a lot. And they do predict almost everything that happens, which is detrimental to, to our republic in the sense that people feel like they don't need to go out and vote. But I talked to you guys about this too. The one thing that's intriguing to me about him, and the one, and this is something I do believe. I was telling you guys something about something that a political science term called the Bradley effect. Mm. And the the Bradley effect is a is a something that ha- happened in the early '80s in LA when a black man was running for mayor, and he was winning in the polls. He was winning in every poll, and then he was going after he was going against a white guy, and the white guy ended up winning. And the and everyone's like, what happened with the polling? And they're like, well, it's the Bradley effect. They named it the Bradley effect. They're like, people are afraid to say that they're not going to vote for a black person because they don't want to look like they're racist. That was the entire idea of the Bradley effect Mm -hmm. or whatever. And what I think – so what's happening here is clearly not the Bradley effect, but it's something similar and it's reversed. I think Donald Trump has more support than the poll show. Mm. And I think that people are afraid to admit it. Like when a pollster calls them or they're afraid to admit it to their friend. I think think – this is what the statistics show with him, which I think is fascinating. And this was – when I saw this, I was like, this is fucking insane. He's winning with – Libertarians, evangelicals, paleoconservatives, neoconservatives. He's winning with men. He's winning with women. He's winning with more moderate Republicans. He's winning with all age groups. He's winning with everyone in the Republican Party. And you never, ever, ever see that. You know, the only, for instance, even in the general election, the only thing that Romney won was white men. That's what he won. Mm-hmm. So when and, they do when they do these things to right. see where we're polling and all that stuff, who are they talking to? Are they talking to people that are active in politics, or is it just like surveys for random motherfuckers? They'll, they they garner your number. So there's like a, there's algorithms that they use, and they'll garner numbers. Uh, polling was questioned for a while because it used to be landlines, and now they're calling you know so it would skew older and probably more conservative. Um, but they're using cell phones, and basically they get your number based on if you donated to a candidate or whatever, and then you have to confirm that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of trust put in the polling, but they confirm that you know you are. A registered Republican. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, any numbers about Donald Trump that have nothing to do with Republicans are useless because no one's going to be voting for him but, but registered Republicans mm-hmm. in the primaries, uh, unless you're in an open primary state. Um, so there's a science behind it. And then based on how accurate they think the numbers are, there's a, a margin of error, which is usually three yeah. and a half points. So seven points in, in, in terms of a swing. And um, the polling is, is typically right. I mean, Nate Silver, for instance, who's a master of polling, predicted basically every state in 2012. Um, so the polling means something, and, and I actually think that the, the crazy thing and the interesting thing to me as someone who sits on the sideline and who's someone who I, I don't think that I'm going to – I mean I don't want to necessarily commit. I don't have my guy yet. My hope is that Mitt Romney gets in. 
I mean, that, I, I'm just being totally straight up and honest with you guys. Like, you I, think I he'd actually have a chance? People are apparently like trying to get him in, like because they think that this whole field just sucks, you know, and <laughs> that they just need someone that we know can do it. Mitt Romney, I've said it before, and I know it's a, a joke to a lot of people. I think Mitt Romney got robbed in 2012. I think he should have been president. And I think the media was totally skewed against him. I think he was totally ready for the job. And I think people realize that now. And as people like Greg say, you know, after seeing, after the dust settled and you see his documentary and you just see him or whatever, you're like, this guy was kind of character assassinated and everyone knows it. Um, what was that based on? I don't remember. I don't remember why he, uh, what was the, what was the character flaw? Other than he's Mormon. He had He's that, rich. He, yeah, there was that. And then he had that uh, speech that they had like the shaky cam footage from a table. Of, when he right? talked about how 53% of Americans pay for everything and the 47% or the 47% of Americans like don't. Like they, they'll always vote Democrat because they get free shit. Basically, mm. was his argument. Um, ineloquently put, I thought uh, wasn't supposed to be recorded, but that's that's the environment you live in today, or whatever. So I right. just think I think the I think the media just hard. I mean, my personal opinion. I know some people disagree. Is just I think the media was really hard on Mitt Romney. I think that Mitt Romney is a good man. I don't think Barack Obama is a bad man. I think Barack Obama is a good man too. Mm. I think that Mitt Romney roughed the shit out of Barack Obama in the first debate and it woke everyone up. Um, I think that Mitt Romney destroyed Obama in that first debate, and everyone knows it, and it, it's, it caused a lot of fear. And so then they really started to buckle down and really well, go at him. It's interesting though that your two that and this is just for you, obviously. Uh, the, the two candidates that you gravitate toward most are both like hardcore business persons. Um, obviously, Donald Trump, and Mitt Romney being like very very successful in the private sector. Is that something that you feel like we need? Is that something that like just someone because I mean, that was always kind of the, the allure for me of Mitt Romney of like. When he when the man talks about like because that was always something they, they kind of went after him for they're like oh you're not you don't come from politics you don't really have the background for this you don't you don't know what it's like to lead you know to be a governor of a state or to well, be he a was senator of Massachusetts. or whatever what was it then or he, I guess they they kind of came after him because he didn't have yeah he didn't have the he experience that everyone else had he didn't but he was like yeah but I've you know built corporations in a multi billion dollar corporation so I kind of know what it is to lead and to have kind of a bottom line result uh, which is not something that necessarily people in Washington adhere to is that. Do you gravitate toward that? Is that something you think that we would need? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I know a lot of people disagree with it. I think that the, the republic should be run like a business. I think that that's like clear as day. I don't understand why anyone would be against that. If the if the government's taking your money, then it should certainly be run by someone who understands it. Um, it should be held accountable for what it's used for. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I saw everyone's like it's the, the it's not a business. You know, the government's not a business. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a fucking massive business. It employs like one sixth of the entire country. So yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a and it employs way too many people. And it's 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 just this massive fucking apparatus. You know. Um, not once. I mean, it's the number's lower than that. One six is actually the amount that healthcare I think uh, takes up in the economy. Um, but I'm attracted to people that are outsiders. That you know, Carly Fiorina, who's also running for president, she's the old HP CEO, said something really pressing. I thought, which was, why does everyone talk about experience about how long you've been running for office? What the fuck does that even mean? You know, it's like if you don't have experience, <laughs> I'd vote for her if she said that during the in the middle of a thing. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> well, she's all she's all she's getting hammered because she was just a CEO and stuff, and it's like just the CEO, you know. Jim yeah. Bush was the governor of Florida. That's great. That's all. That's valuable experience. But why is his experience more valuable than mine? You know, mm-hmm. because he's in the government. The only thing that tells you about anyone is that you can't probably trust them. You know, right. and. Um, so I think that, you know, I'm fascinated by Donald Trump just watching him. He's not my guy in the primary. I don't think he's going to get through, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I've been saying that for months, and he's just becoming more popular. Do you think he – do you think it will be of his own volition that he doesn't go through? Do you think he'll just be like, okay, the, the, the joke's over, or I'm, I'm just leaving? I don't think he's – I think he's dead fucking serious, really? and I don't think it's a joke at all. And, and the unfortunate thing about him is that he brings up topics that I think need to be talked about, but he doesn't know how to talk about them. And this is one of the things I talked about with Greg is that when you have an ego the size of his mm-hmm. – Part of running for president <laughs> is knowing that you have to surround yourself with people smarter than you. That's what that's what good candidates sure. do. 
people that understand the system and understand the mechanics of how to run a campaign. It's complicated, and there are really, really talented people that do it. Mm-hmm. That are like that wait every four years and they get in. You know, a guy like Karl Rove, for instance. A lot of people give Karl Rove shit, but Karl Rove is like a, a, a brilliant architect of, a, of two presidential campaigns. Like his, he knows what he's doing. And Donald Trump has an apparatus, but he doesn't listen to anything anyone says. You know, mm-hmm. like he was campaigning in Alabama, and I'm like, why are you in Alabama? Like, why are you in Alabama? You need to stay in New Hampshire. You know, like if I was, but like no one's listening. Like he just won't listen to anyone. And when he brings up topics, he doesn't know how to how to saliently talk about them. So, like, yeah, illegal immigration is a massive problem in this country. Mm-hmm. And most Americans agree. This is not a Republican or Democratic issue. Like, we have a, an influx of illegal immigrants in this country. We have a shortage of jobs. We have a porous border. These are totally valuable things that we should be talking about. But you can't talk about them in an incendiary way and say you're going to deport everyone. You know? Yeah. Like, you can't do it. So he brings up these topics that should be talked about, but he doesn't know how to talk about them. And he doesn't know how to shut up. And that's... That's going to be a big problem for him, but so far isn't it hasn't that, been a big isn't problem. Isn't that the thing everyone likes about him, though? Isn't that the fact that, like, when, when everyone else answers the question to immigration, they really don't answer it? Like, what did I see? It wasn't immigration. It was uh, – uh, maybe it wasn't an immigration issue. I forget which candidate said it, but they said that they, they wouldn't be opposed to using the FBI or, um, uh, or like, the National Guard uh, to enforce certain things. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm slaughtering. Never mind. Disregard that. But um, I think that people respond very – well to that because they're not used to hearing someone actually say oh i would absolutely put up a wall and it would be a really big wall and i would have my own corporation build that wall which he said he was like oh and he, I, he even named the the material and the actual like faux thing he would make the wall out of like he was like oh they have these walls that are like they're pre-built you have them shipped in it's super easy we'll put them in there and he's like and i'm not talking about a little wall that someone can hop over i'm talking about a 20 foot cement wall that are prefab that you bring in and you put down like it's Crazy to hear someone that might be president actually be like, here are the logistics behind that. Now, what what he does really need to start doing is that on every other topic, when someone asks him about it, he does a lot of that sidestepping where he doesn't finish his thought. Have you noticed that? Well, Let's take a helicopter ride. Well, he'll just start talking and then he goes off tangent and then tangent and then tangent. And yeah, then you're like, what the questions. hell are you but talking about? This is the thing. Dude? And this is, this is what we've realized. I think like more like policy wonks have realized like as they've watched him, which is he does. It doesn't matter. He's the candidate of the time. It doesn't matter what he says. Like he he went on Hugh Hewitt's show. Hugh Hewitt's like a pretty popular. I don't really like him very much, but he, a popular conservative radio host mm-hmm. and asked him a bunch of pol- foreign policy questions. He could not answer. Like he couldn't answer them. Some of them were complicated. Some of them I don't even know. I like, really know what the fuck you're talking about. But the I'm not that I'm, I don't really get into. I don't I don't care much about foreign policy, but um anymore but after that trump was like he asked me gotcha questions fuck him you know like and and his polling just went up like it's just like i'm like i'm like what is it's it's as someone who that's why i want to talk about him to bring it up because I'm, I'm also curious what our fans think of him i'm somewhat neutral on him i sure. guess is like where i kind of fall on it where i'm like he's fun to watch i like that he's he's setting the narrative he has all this money but what people are ignoring is he hasn't spent any of it he doesn't need to like, people are, like, dying to, like, have him on their shows. He just does whatever. He goes to Alabama. Who the fuck goes to Alabama? In the, I, I, don't, I don't mean any disrespect to Alabama, but you go to New Hampshire, you go Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Florida, Nevada. That's the order. If you're not in those states almost exclusively, you're fucking not doing it right. Sure. But, but he doesn't he care. Doesn't he doesn't. He, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Or maybe there's a method to his madness, right? And that's something that we just don't know. Like, I don't believe that you ever really understand 100% the strategy behind, like, that's happening in that man's head. I think he's got a strategy. I don't know what it is. And maybe it doesn't adhere to the normal stratagems of, uh, you know, that have preceded it. But he 
has something that he knows that we don't, and he's going to use it to his advantage. But to what end is my question. It's like I still don't buy that the man wants to necessarily be president. I would, I, I would not surprise me at all if like two or three months from now he dropped out of the the election and went back to NBC and started a show that was like the best show on the fucking planet. And this whole thing was just. To promote that show, you know, that's the kind of <laughs> he's crazy the Kojima of politics. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, like... he's he's an interesting dude. I mean, I I, I I'm fat. I'm fascinated by him because we. It's like a one. It, th- he's not the first person to be like a, a game change, like or like a, someone that shakes up a race. But it happens really only like once in a generation to have someone, someone like this. And in a in a time where matchups really matter mm. because. A new poll shows Trump beating all of the Democrats, which is even really? which is even crazier. I'm like, this is insane. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe that this is happening. But in a time where Hillary Clinton's in a lot of trouble, yeah, she's in a and, lot of trouble, and it's becoming worse and worse for her every day. Bernie Sanders is beating her in Iowa now, uh, and Biden, who's not even fucking running, is beating her in Iowa. So like, there's there's like ma- like just major problems for her. It's yeah. all about matchups, and in a time where the Republicans are licking their chops, hoping Bernie Sanders gets elected, which is what we all hope and wish, because there's a lot of delusion about him. Steamroll over him. Uh, he's a very Bernie Sanders, a very good man, very consistent man, um, and says has been consistent for forty years about what he says. My personal take on Bernie Sanders is he has absolutely no prayer in the general election. And why, a lot, and why a lot is of people because he's a socialist. And there's uh, nothing wrong if you want to be a socialist or whatever, but we've never elected anyone even remotely like him before, you know? And it's easy to go around saying all, everything you want to say when no one's challenging what you're saying. Sure. I want free education for every, like, free college education. I want a $15 minimum wage. I want 90% tax on the rich. I want, like, and everyone's just like, like, and, and everyone's be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know? Like, that's not what we do here. But um, he's an interesting man. I think that he's the easiest to beat, but. That's my opinion. A lot of people would disagree with that, and that's that's fine. We'll see how that all shakes out. I could be totally wrong. If we elect someone like Bernie Sanders, this country is totally unpredictable in every respect, <laughs> uh, which is an well, exciting but, way to be. But that was my thing, though. Like when, when Trump ended the race, I got excited because I was like, cool, it's going to be hilarious watching him or other or him respond to other people, right? Other candidates, rather. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the, the debate is going to be hilarious because it's going to be Donald Trump doing crazy stuff if he makes it that far. And then someone's going to say something and he's going to call basically be calling other candidates out on their bullshit. That's not what's happening, though. Somehow that shifted. And now everyone's d- trying to take him apart. And every time they take a shot at him, they go down and he goes up. I mean, that's what it's, ha- crazy. it's like wrestling, you know, the bad guy. People like the bad guy. But is he the bad guy? That's the thing. It's like, but, but that's the thing. The, the bad guys in wrestling, the bad guy. Until everyone loves him, and then he becomes the good guy because he is the bad guy everyone loves. Maybe you know. I don't know. Yeah, he's an interesting Dark cat, man. I'm, I'm fascinated to watch this all. I think this is a very dynamic and fluid election. I think that you know we have some interesting people on the left with Bernie Sanders. Who knows if Elizabeth Warren ends up getting involved? There's a lot of people trying to draft her into it. Biden looks like he is going to get in. Like so, because Hillary Clinton's wounded, and so it's and I I do believe Hillary Clinton's on her on the downward spiral now. Because you think so? Yeah, I, I, I they're really trying to downplay those she, emails though. They're like, oh, didn't the last wasn't the last count like only like out of all of them? What, what was the deal with it? They, they the one they I saw was that declassified eight, some of them, right? But then like half of them were quote unquote classified, so they can't really share them anyway. With yeah, their, and that's all that matters. Right? They they found more classified emails. The big thing is that the person who set up her server pled the fifth. When I saw that, I was like, that's in fucking credible. I'm like, really? you don't, I didn't see that because you don't plead the fifth. You can't just plead the fifth because you don't want to testify. You plead the fifth if you're going to incriminate yourself. Yeah, that's that's the rule. You don't just say like I don't want to talk. <laughs> it's like you're not allowed to talk if you are going to be incriminated. Well, that's what the fifth is. Right? Yeah, exactly. So because I'm not allowed to incriminate that, so yourself, like, oh, he doesn't have to talk. And I'm like, no, he has no, no. to talk unless he's going to incriminate himself. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a, a when I saw that, I was like, oh shit. Um, 
So I think that she's unraveling, and even if she's even if she gets away with it, no one trusts her. But do you, her, her do you think, is do you so think that if because Trump is able to say all the shit that he is saying or whatever, that that's going to kind of sh- make this different and allow other people to get away with stuff as no, well? No, I think no. it's putting. I think it's the opposite effect that's happening. I think it's the more crazy shit that he says, the more and more people are not willing to put up with. And I, 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 I'm conflicted on Clinton because I think she does. I think she gets a lot more scrutiny than she ought to because she's a woman, and I don't, and I don't want to open up that can of worms. But I feel like we we let a lot of guys slide with shit like this, and I feel like she's. I don't but know. understand that General Petraeus did the same exact thing and, and was removed. That is true. That is the CIA. True. So uh, the, uh, here's the thing. Here's the. I mean, he, we'll, we'll close because I know we're going along. Here's the thing about Donald Trump. He's a legitimate candidate. Now, whether or not you agree with him or disagree with him remains to be seen. Whether or not he craters because he says something stupid remains to be seen. But as someone who studied politics and studied history, not to the degree that a lot of these that a lot of these wonks have, but to a degree where I understand it very well, I've never seen anything like this. And what like the the what what he he's looking for a tr- the definition of was it wonk wonk yeah. yeah a policy wonk in in politics is someone who so there are different kinds of politicians a wonk. Paul Ryan was a wonk. Who, uh, Romney's running mate. It's a guy. Really good abs too. It's a guy that that crafts and understands policy. Got it. So he's like the guy that like understands the minutia of a bill or uh, like pol- like wonks are just people that are nerdy about the little things in politics. So they're not just on the stump talking like Trump's the antithesis of a wonk, for instance, right? But like Romney wanted to get Romney wanted to get uh, Ryan on the ticket to give him validity with the people like insiders. That mm-hmm. you know, and w- Paul Ryan writes a lot of legislation, so that's just basically. A, that's I mean, that's that's about as good as I can Boy, explain. It is it in any way, shape, or form related to Willy Wonka and the chocolate? No, not factory. not not related to that at all. Right. He'd get my vote. Um, that, he would. But but I'd yeah, I think I think Trump's an interesting dude. I think that he's worth keeping an eye on. I think someone like Bernie Sanders is interesting too, because the the one thing you can't ignore with Bernie Sanders, even though I think he's easily beatable in my own mind, is that this whole election's been fucking topsy turvy and weird. And he is saying things that people want to want to hear. You know, like th- that the, the deck is stacked against them, and that the rich don't care about them, they don't pay their fair share, and all that kind of stuff. Here's the interesting thing about that: is if it's Trump and Sanders, is Trump is saying the same thing. And that's one of the things I'm saying is Trump is like, I want to raise taxes on the rich. I want to raise taxes on Wall Street. I want to raise taxes. Like he's talking about raising taxes and he's still winning. Like that is like usually like what took down Bush one? No new taxes. Right. Read my lips. No new taxes. Mm -hmm. And then he raised taxes. And that was the end of Bush. You know what I mean? Because we don't take kindly to raising taxes on anyone in the Republican Party. It's not the way we are. But Bush is walking around or uh, Trump's walking around being like, I'll raise taxes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna do it, and 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 like so, he's almost stealing some of their shit. Where it's like in the general election, he might be a pretty interesting character, and he puts some pretty interesting states in the play. Dude, he's I definitely mean, an interesting character. Do we feel like? Do we feel like the reason a lot of more people trust him on fiscal issues is just because he is a, a, like he is known for being the business person of the United States? Like he is the face of entrepreneurship. Yeah, and and he's and a lot of people attack him because he's had some bankruptcies and stuff. I didn't like the way he dealt with that question where he was like, he, so people were asking like, you, you've declared bankruptcy four times, like your business has declared bankruptcy four times. And I was like, oh, this is such a slam dunk answer. And I was expecting, what I was expecting him to say was like, I own hundreds of businesses. So I did, four of them declared bankruptcy. My, my success rate is like 98%. Right. What's your success rate? You know? Something like very Trump-like. Yeah. But instead he was basically being like, I declared bankruptcy because I can make more money out of it and I was using the system. And I was like, that's an interesting answer. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting answer. One way to answer Not the question. way I would have went down the road. Again, he needs to listen to people that know what they're doing because he doesn't know how to yeah, run a campaign. Isn't there Imagine a... how effective he could be 
if he had people that he could li- if but he had see, his own Carl but see Rogue. therein therein uh, lies the problem his own David Axelrod therein lies the, the 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 issue is because to do that would take away that transparency which I believe people are vibing with people are responding to that full transparency he basically was like I'm gaming the system I'm yeah. doing something that no, if everyone else did our economy would collapse. But I am doing it. I am taking advantage of that because it is smart business that I'm sharing this I, this with you guys. I'm being honest. If you start layering yourself behind those layers of, of the Carl Rove's or uh, your, your, your sort of political handlers, don't you take away a little bit of that magic? You do, but you don't have to make them like a public figure either. Like he just I just I can tell when he walks around that he doesn't he's not listening to anyone. Like, I think he has anyone. I think like I think <laughs> his 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 opponents backstage have like forty handlers and then it's the Trump table and it's like you know, a fucking Fanta and maybe a, a line of cocaine, and he's just like, "Let's go after well, let's this." Go. You know, got it, bros. I'm not. I'm not accusing Donald Trump. Yeah, so he's, he's he will sue you, me. Please don't. He's don't, an interesting do character, and I, and I I think people. I think you're. I think people are not taking him seriously at their own risk. I guess I'll leave it there. Like okay. I think that he's in the stay. I think he's going to win some states, and I think that in, in the primary, and we'll see what happens when when we get to Super Tuesday and stuff. If he's still in, because Super Tuesday is really going to be a, a test of money and all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll see what happens, but. But yeah, like I find him interesting as someone who just likes politics, who doesn't really agree with much of what he says in terms of like, mm-hmm. like, I don't like how we went after John McCain. I don't like all these kinds of things. I don't, I'm a little concerned. He doesn't seem to know a lot. I like how he, <laughs> I like how he answers a lot in terms of like, you know, oh, we're just ha- here having a good time. He says that a lot. He's definitely the and I'm like, this is so awesome. With. I'm like, you're, they just asked you a fucking foreign policy question and you're talking about how much of a good time you're having. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? And, awesome. then, and then his polling number go up five points. So it's totally unpredictable, and and again, I, I'm telling you, he has support with independents. He has support, broad support across the entire spectrum of the Republican Party, and that is not something I have ever seen. You I know, feel and like- I've never seen it, and I don't know if we're ever going to see that again because I think the Republican Party is fucking crumbling in on itself like a dying star anyway. So this might be one of the last times we ever see the Republican Party, um, and it's going to be. It's, so he, he he might be like the Nero of like just fiddling as like Washington burns or as the Republican party burns, or he might be the smartest man in the room. And at this point, I just, I fucking don't know. It's fascinating. I'm inclined to vote for him just to see if he can turn the white house into Dan Bilzerian's Instagram pages where it's just like, like you just like, remember they had that, they talked about the candidate that you'd most want to have a beer with. And it was like, that's why Bush, one of the main reasons why people liked Bush, um, because they're like, you know, he's just the kind of guy you want to. He's have, a normal you know, dude. He's a normal guy. You want to go have a beer with him or whatever. And then uh, later, Obama tried to have beers with people. And you're like, it's not working. Um, Trump's the kind of guy you want to party in Vegas with. He's the kind of guy that's like because he owns a fucking hotel in Vegas, right? Like this, he's just he. People just want to see what happens, and it's crazy. Sorry, Greg, you've been trying to wrap up for the last fifteen minutes. I haven't. I'm just listening. You finish. I can tell because your eyes go sleepy. You get sleepy eyes. Like, I just squint at you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you are. I mean, you always miss the natural endpoint. That's the funny thing about you. Well, I don't know right. if you ever go watch your, your, your performance. Colin always puts a button on it, and then you got one more <laughs> thing. <laughs> I like to do that. This topic was brought to you by Squarespace. Nick, we use Squarespace. We do use Squarespace. You found it. You used it. It came to you like Cal and a little rocket ship. That, I, I mean, yes. That's exactly how it happened. When I was using it, I was like, this is very, very close to the original Richard Donner Superman. <laughs> Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website because millions of other people do too. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code KINDOFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. 
kind of funny. Uh, we, of course, thank you, Squarespace, for taking care of us. Squarespace, build it, build it beautiful. beautiful. Oh, you knew it. You did. Oh, I know it. You're good. You're really good. Build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. Build it, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. people. Put a comma in there, and the whole meaning of the sentence is changed. I like it. I like it better with the comma. That Squarespace is just calling everybody beautiful. And I, th- I like to think you are Squarespace. So mm. thank you. That's Donald Trump's uh, thing as well. Build it beautiful. <laughs> the Squarespace. And then, another, like, and then another skyscraper goes up. <laughs> My topic. I want to know the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Nay, the worst trivial thing that's ever happened to you. We've talked about bad things in this show before, but right now, uh, while we're recording, the the story is going around right now about this Metal Gear Solid Five glitch, mm. where if you play one of these two missions with quiet, you lo- it locks up, your save's screwed, you never get through it. Uh, this kid put up a YouTube video, he's 111 hours into it, totally locked up, everything's ruined. Hopefully they can you know get a save and fix it for him. Otherwise, infinite load, you have to restart the game, go from scratch. Right now, 85, 90 hours into this game, on my way to Platinum It, this is my worst nightmare. This would be the worst thing to ever happen to me. The worst trivial thing to ever happen to me. Now, uh, you know, for more, I have two other references. One's Metal Gear related. Where I had played Metal Gear Solid 2, like a crazy person on PlayStation 2 in college. Just insane. Played it, you know, if there would have been a platinum trophy for the game, I would have had it. I had every dog tag, which meant I went up and held up every soldier to get the dog tags. Had all the ghost photos, beat it on every difficulty, did everything possible, and had it all on a memory card. And like, 2001, right? Metal Gear Solid 2. I probably did this, so 01 into 02, you know, that freshman year of college. And then the next year, I moved into this house with a whole bunch of friends. And I want to say, so then probably, we're probably thinking 03, 04, one of those friends borrowed it to take it home to play with his uh, his brother, came back, gave it to me, and I checked the memory, because remember the PlayStation 2 cases used to have a memory card in there? Great idea. Or the memory card holder. I checked in there, no memory card. And I was like, motherfucker, this memory card is missing. And he's like, what does it matter? Like, you're never going to play this game again. I'm like, well, first off, it's my property, so that's a shitty answer. But secondly, he had all these things on me, like all these, you know, this is giant. I tell him this whole story. He's like, all right, I'll get it back. So he went home the next weekend, came back, gave me the memory card. I popped in, it's not that memory card. And he's like, this is the only one my brother had. And I was like, what the f-? And I was devastated. Now, he was correct. I never played a Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PlayStation 2 again. I never loaded up that yeah. memory card to go. And I never was going to go through and look at everything. Like, it was, you know, I did it. It's an emotional I, thing. I have my story of the time Poe was trying to beat it years later and called me. And I was on the phone. I walked him through it. Like, I just shut my eyes and walked him through. And I'm like, wait, what difficulty are you on? All right. I'm sorry. Go back there. That guard won't be there. But you go down. You know what I mean? Like, I was able to do that. And my friend was like, that is fucking insane. You're a crazy person. But that was like horrible. I remember what a horrible moment that was when I opened up and realized it was just gone. Yeah. All those memories were gone. And similar when I got my Megazord. It was hard to get these Power Ranger toys. Remember, Tim? Oh, yeah. And I finally got my hands on a Megazord. And this is the height, the height of uh-huh. Megazordness. You know what I mean? Megazord, yeah. Megazords were all they're hard to get. The Everybody loved them. I got one finally for Easter or some stupid holiday that was finally just a re- They got it. Greg Miller gets Easter presents. Fuck I got you, Easter presents, too. Welcome Fuck to Catholic households. Welcome to Catholic households. That's also when I got the Technodrome from Ninja Turtles back in the day. I would t- So I, I would get a basket. Yeah. And then I would get like two or three action figures and then like some money. That's what Man. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hookup. It wasn't a huge gift giving occasion. No, if no, I remember, this was, was like something. I think oh, it wasn't it, huge. I just got my Technodrome and my Megazord. I think. Well, they weren't the same one first. You were an only child though. That's yeah, different. exactly. I think Megazord was a rain check from at Christmas too. Because remember how hard mm. these damn things were. Gotcha. They were like gotcha. Wii's. If you need a, if you need a, a, a contemporary thing, they were like Wii's. They were that hard to get back in the day. And so I got it, and I remember being so excited. Like day two, I jumped on the bed to play with it or whatever, and I remember jumping and hearing a pop. And I landed on the sword. And I was laying on top of it. And I remember praying to God that I hadn't broken the sword. Because this is the thing. And you know when you get toys and you glue them back together? They're yeah, never, never the same. same. It's never the same. same. And to my credit, 
God didn't break that sword. Even though I know I heard it break. And I got up, the sword was intact. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. Well, bro, you know when you never found out what broke? No, it was like my hip. It was like it was like when you had G.I. Joe's. Well, I mean, I had hundreds of G.I. Joe's and, and you'd break the thumb. Oh, and that was yeah. and they could no longer hold a gun. Right. I used to like I used to be like, oh like I'd I'd like yeah. I'd like have to go into my special space for my 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 you know my happy place for a minute to make yeah. sure that I wasn't gonna lose it. I remember the first time my mom uh, I was taking a bath and she let me bring my Superman with the cloth cape into there or whatever and he, he playing him with the bath and his symbol washed off. Oh. And I'm just like fucking crying, of course. And she like tried it with a red sharpie to fix it. It's like it's not the same, mom. This isn't the same anymore. <laughs> so I had to get another Superman. This was like bizarre Superman. I had to make some fucking no, that's story, good. No, that's good, some though. shitty that's good. story why he's got a broke ass. Made it ass. Work. <laughs> that's horrifying. The uh, the story that came to mind for me. I mean, I've t- I've told a lot of trivial. I mean, my life is a series of trivial events. Um, but uh, the one thing I remember that was more recent that only that happened to me only a few years ago was when I had graduated Northeastern and then I, uh, as we explained when Ramon was on, I lived like underneath a staircase in my friend's apartment, and uh, and I had my my parents had got me a laptop. Like for graduation, like a graduation present, I used to have like a tower. I had t- computer towers until then, and uh, so when I got my job offer for it from IGM, when they offered me a job, I I decided to leave Boston. My dad came up. No, my 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 mom's boyfriend at the time was now her husband, so I guess my stepdad came and got all of my shit. And he's like a really nice guy. And we just went out for lunch, or whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna drop this off on the island to your dad and and everything. And I'm like, that's great. And he had he had like two of my towers, and. Uh, I told my dad, I gave my dad instructions where I'm like, put them in the, I have like a graveyard, a computer graveyard in the, in the basement, put them with the other towers. And he's like, why do I have, cause I had like five towers down there at this point. So like all my computers, like over time. And he was like, why do you want to keep these? And I'm like, because there's just funny things on all of these. I want to be able to plug, I want to be able to plug that Sony bio in from the mid nineties in like 2025 and just see what's on it. He's like, fine. I'm like, all right, great. And I never thought about it again for literally five years. And then like 2012 or so, something, I went home and I went into the basement. I like going to the basement. It's very nostalgic down there for me for some reason. And, uh, you know, my drums are stacked up and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, and I'm like, dad, where are my computers? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I threw them out and I'm like, what? And he's like, I like lost my mind. I, I don't even know why I was like so visceral. Upset. I'm like, why did you throw my computers away? And he's like, you don't, you have like three laptops since then. Like you don't need your old computers. And I'm like, but like, I have like my MP3 collection from 10th grade on there and stuff like that. And like. I realized it wasn't a big deal, but it was like I I never printed anything out or printed anything on disc right. because I was like all my my college papers were on there like right. like every like all these chat logs and all these things and I'm like fuck you threw that shit away and that was like all I was like my whole vacation was ruined mm. I was like I can't believe you fucking did this you know like and now looking back I'm like I was pretty hard on my dad about this like he you know he needs room have you apologized since yeah, yeah I apologize like, <laughs> I apologized during the trip I'm like yeah I, I kind of overreacted to that and he's like I know you want to go to the diner I'm like yeah. um. <laughs> But uh, so that was probably the last trivial thing that happened to me where I lost all my computers. Not because yeah. I ever wanted to use them again. I just thought it would have been really funny to plug my computer from high school in for yeah. the first time in oh, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. years and just be like, what the fuck was I doing on this right, thing? Right, right, right. right. See, I'm lucky enough, lucky being an interesting word here, that I'm OCD about that stuff. So I just keep backing it up. I have backups on backups. I have hard drives that are just old shit on it. Like I have all my aim chat logs, not all of them, but I have like, I have a fair amount of stuff that I'm like, one day. I'll go back to him. Like, and every once in a while, I look at that shit, and I'm just like, my God. Like, the random, like, home video footage I have of just, like, me and Kevin in Santa Cruz just doing dumb shit. Yeah. It's like, why did we do this? Like, this makes no sense. Why did we film this? Sure. Little, why does any of this even happen? every, yeah, all the tapes I have. Yeah. Right. Whether it, they're backyard also, wrestling or just being a bunch of idiots with the home camera, yeah. But it's great because I have them all digitized, or most of them, and I, I have them, like, I spent years of my life just naming these files and just organizing it all by like date and I have folders that are like 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah. It's like I have all this shit. It's awesome. Mm. 
think the last time I remember being like really pissed off about something like to that point where it, it stokes that weird part of your brain where you just like I can't stop thinking about this thing for weeks on end was I had a um a hardback copy of Shadows of the Empire. I don't know why I thought this thing was going to be worth money one day. <laughs> I was just like, I, I mean, it was like a, I, I looked in it and I like looked up all these things about it. I was like, this is a first edition. This is going to be worth money someday. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was stupid, but I kept like immaculate care of this thing. And then one day one of my brother's friends was like, oh, uh, that book, that's uh, was that a Star Wars book? I was like, yeah, I was reading it, like taking it. And I used to be, I'm crazy about my, my, my magazines, my books. Like, about I'll, the, the spine. Well, I'll, I'll put them in like Ziploc bags so they don't get wet. I don't really? like the pay- yeah, I don't like the spine to be like if it's a paperback. I don't. I really? fucking hate when people do that shit oh, really? with the spine. I flip, and I it's just, over into uh, no, it's got to be. It, it needs to look like I just no. took it out of the bookstore, or else I get pissed off. I, no, it. I like wearing and tearing them. Uh, that way you make you, you're making progress. You're making an impact on it. Well, that was, I mean, but this was a hardback also, so it was books. a little it was a little different. But um, but I just I loved this book and it was a good book and it'd be it, it it just had an impact on me. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep really good care of this. And then my brother's friend was like, hey, this is a guy I looked up to, and he was like, can I can I borrow that? And I was like, sure. And then a few months went by, and I would kind of like throw out like, hey man, you know, do you have my book still? And he's like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Finally, after like nine months, I was like, hey dude, can I get my book back? And he was like, what book? And I'm like, Shadows of the Empire, my first edition, <laughs> Shadows of the Empire. Like, y- you have that, right? And he's like, oh, I think I have that. So it took me like a year to get this thing back. And when I got it back, it had like water stains on it. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. fuck. And like to the point where I was like, there were like stains that I tried to clean off with water. And then I used a hairdryer like per page to like. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, if you ever wet a book and yeah, like it dries, yeah, it dries like fucking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it was the worst. And I just threw it out. I was like, nope, done. And I haven't watched a Star Wars movie since. Uh, No, I didn't yell at him because it it taught me a lesson. Well, first of all, I didn't tell him. Well, I didn't tell him how much it meant to me, and I should have not. I just loaned it to him if it wasn't that meant that much to me. I shouldn't shouldn't have given it out in the first place. But secondly, it also taught me that it was just a dumb book, and like it's not worth ruining a friendship over something that Mm -hmm. you should know better than to give someone else if it if it means that much. Yeah. Um, But I'm a stickler about stuff like that. It, It got me over it though. Like to be like I was just out of, out of town this weekend with my wife and we were um, I was reading a magazine and it got wet I didn't realize it and I put it in my bag and then I did the thing where like I can't even open it because it's curled yeah. up this way and it's a magazine that I happen to collect and I was just like eh like, beards monthly no it's a American cinematographer magazine okay. it's a it's a really great magazine and if anyone's into film out there you should definitely check it out because it's it's uh it talks about film production from the cinematographer's perspective so they talk about why they lit um, scenes certain ways and how that helps tell the story. But I've been collecting this magazine for years now, and like that's the it's the one with uh, straight out of Compton on it, and I was like, this is oh, so good, no. and I'm like reading about it. it's fucking awesome, and now I'd like to think that I'm just gonna throw it away and not worry about it, but there's still a weird part of my brain that's like you need to go find that magazine in a bookstore right now and buy it and make sure yeah. you have that copy of it, and then there's that other weird, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Then I'm like, but it won't have the label on it, it won't have my address on it. Sure, and that's like that's important to you. It's important to me. I don't know why. It's you know the collection has to look a certain way. Yeah. I guess so. It's your collection. But uh, my wife got me over a lot of those uh, those nuances. I'm surprised she lets you keep collecting these magazines. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Like when I, when we got married and moved in together, I had a book collection and a DVD collection and a VHS collection, and she was like, "You don't need any of that." 
And I'm like, no, but I might want to watch The Replacement Killers one more time. She's like, you're not going to fucking watch The Replacement Killers. And so she got me over that need to, like, hoard. Yeah. Because I used to love collecting. I'd love to collect, like, DVDs and, and you know, all the things I just listed, obviously. But she was like, "You, some of these DVDs are still in cellophane. I had, like, three copies of Fight Club in cellophane for some reason. And she's like... <laughs> You're not gonna ever watch this again. I'm like, I'm gonna. I guarantee I'm gonna watch Fight Club again. She goes, Yeah, but you're gonna watch it on TV. You're not. You're gonna leave this in cellophane. I was like, But it's perfect. The cellophane, like it's perfect. It's perfect, Jim. Yeah, yeah. we have games out there. In the same yeah, way. yeah. There's a lot of games in cellophane. So. But that's a different story because those get sent to us for work and stuff. I mean, for me, it was going to college was what killed the collecting vibe. Yeah. Of just always having a small room, you know, pack, having knowing I was gonna have to pack it up and, at some point and take it back to Chicago or back back and forth for you know whatever. And like that was the thing I you know I collected comics I collected mm-hmm. Superman memorabilia and all that crap and all that crap's now in my dad's attic you know what I mean yeah and like for, so to go from college to here where you have no room it was like yep I don't want any of this shit like the DVD collection right even that was like I had for a while and then finally I was like fuck this you know what I mean and now I have it down to like movies that mean something to me but in the same breath yeah when am I gonna sit down and watch Dawn of the Dead on DVD again that I have you know what I mean it's just all this dumb stuff I mean to like, be fair you're probably never yeah. and you're probably never gonna go back and watch all those Smallville's you yeah know? exactly and that, I mean, well Smallville not, I'd gotten rid of and then they put together the entire right. series in one box and I was like well fuck <laughs> uh, and, that, and that's the thing and that's how they get you right they're like that there's that collector mentality um, I just don't I can't I'm not, I mean my wife just beat that out of me like, yeah, be, no, like painfully like I really want to keep, like, I had to argue with her to keep my VHS copy of Return of the Jedi. I was like, mm-hmm. you don't understand. Wow, she was trying to throw that out. Yeah, she was like, you don't <laughs> from fucking the, From need. the 90s collection or the 80s one? It was like, uh, I want to say it was the 80s one. Wow, because that's awesome. Because that's when VHS tapes cost like $80. Yeah, it might, forgot it, about it, that, it might have been. I mean, to be fair, I don't think it was like an original. I think it was like. Signed by George Lucas. It had been like a few years. It came out again or whatever it was. It might have been one of the, the digitally remastered ones. I had, the, I I had Empire from, from the early 80s, and I, I we bought it used at some point. But I remember I saw the price tag on it was like eighty nine ninety nine. Wow, because VHS tapes were really expensive. Yeah, at, at some point, and then they were really really cheap. My dad actually maybe I'll, I'll give maybe I'll give the pictures to Kevin if I remember. My dad started sending. My dad's moving to the Hamptons, mm. and uh, we're going to I the Hamptons. S- I still can't believe this is happening. And uh, so he's starting to like get rid of shit. And so he like drove down to Virginia where my sister lives and just brought her like all of this shit. Like half of it's not even ours. And she's mm. like, here you can just deal with this. And a lot of it was, like, our old VHS collection, and I was like, this is so funny, man. Like, I had, like, some random-ass things on VHS, like Liar, Liar, I had on wow. VHS. It's not a bad film. Um, no, it's not actually a bad film. I want to beat those things but, around like Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's fun, because I, I used to go to this place when I lived in New Hampshire, when I still lived up there for a couple of years. There was a place called American Video or something like that, and after a video was out for, like, a few months, they would start selling all of their oh, copies yeah, yeah, for yeah. five bucks. And so I used to just go in there with, like, $50 and just buy, like, ten tapes for no reason. Um, that's when I bought like Wedding Singer and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Another classic. Um, so anyway, she, it's just like physical media is just so I just fucking don't want it anymore. Exactly. I don't want it anywhere near me, and it's just it's decluttering my life. It's really nice. It's, it was sad to see it happen with books because I used to really like wa- like adding books to my mm-hmm. library and stuff like that. My, my library is now just like just like my DVD collection is just in stasis forever now. Um, but much like media, I watch I watch more now now that I don't have to buy mm-hmm. it, and I read more now that I don't have to actually buy yeah. a book. I just I just yeah, it's crazy. It. I'll never understand that. I have so many stories of just these traumatizing moments, and they just stick with me. I How don't many involve Kevin falling on whatever it is that's important to you? Oh, I mean, I'm not even involve Kevin because it's like the moment no, that I'm thinking, no, oh no, bullshit, no. bull fucking shit. If How I bring Kevin, Kevin in traumatic moments it. in my life, holy shit, there's way too many of them. Oh, including the uh, and this is a, a small thing, but. Hey, Tim, can I borrow your PS4? No, I don't want you to. No, no, like, come on, please. You're not even using it. Dude, I don't want you. No, I'm going to take it. I'm just going to take it. Fine. Just don't 
Don't drop it. Why would you need to tell me not to drop it? It's your PS4. Of course I'm not going to drop it. Weekend later. Hey, uh, why is my PS4 on your floor? Oh, shit. It must have fell off the no thing. No bullshit. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. exactly I how that shit fucking happened. In front of you. I hate Kevin. Anyways. I hate Kevin so much. And we all do. So, there's so many of these moments, video game-wise, Smash Bros. Melee. I was trying to platinum it, get all the trophies, get all the things, and my fucking friend Vincent was sleepover, we're all staying at his house, and I walk into the bathroom. I come out, he's like, dude, I fucked up. I'm like, what'd you fuck up? He's like, I deleted the save file. I was like, how the fuck does that happen? How did did you do that? He's like, you go in the menu, you go into settings, you go into memory card, (laughs) you go down to delete, and it says, are you sure you want to delete this? And I said, yes. Like, what the fuck? is wrong with you why would you do that he's just like i i mean i got all the way through there and i didn't mean to say yes but then i i don't know man i thought i was getting getting out of it I'm like you really just fucked me here but it's smash Bros. So i just did it again it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal i've told it before that was the same thing with uh what was it the star wars on ps1 jedi power battles power right battles, where yeah. I, I lent you it to, i lent it to poe yeah. and he's like i think i erased all this and i was like this game kind of sucks, so don't worry. But it was a lot of work getting yeah, Qui-Gon Jin through the <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> oh, my boy Qui-Gon. But so that's my, my gaming moment there. But the one moment that will stick with me for the rest of my life, and it hurts me in my stomach, is my mom bought me Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. And the, the trailer, everything. And we bought it in Sausalito, which is right across the, the Golden Gate Bridge. And we're playing with it, and there's this, this picture of me. Little four-year-old Timmy holding my Optimus Prime, and I've never been happier. We walked back across the Golden Gate Bridge. You walked across the bridge yeah. with it? Yeah. Now, I made a mistake, guys. <laughs> I made a bad mistake. Day I bought Optimus Prime. Riding him along the thing. This oh is this is God. before all the suicide prevention stuff, so... To be fair, even if he had gone over with the suicide prevention stuff, you still weren't getting him back. No, I know. It's not like they keep. I know, but it's not like, like someone's gonna climb out no, of the they net. Don't let you, nowadays, <laughs> you can't even you. get near like yeah, where true. I was at. That's true. I'm just riding him along this thing, and he fell, and he fell off the Golden Gate Bridge into the water. <laughs> into the water, and I remember looking down through the hole, and I saw him, and I swear to God, it was the longest drop I've ever mm. seen anything fall, and I just heard music playing in my head, just this like sad, somber, quiet. Like choir Have music, and I was family, just like, it, it honestly, Titanic hadn't happened yet, but I'm pretty sure my heart will go on was playing in my Damn. head. And it, I just saw that Optimus, everything turned black and white, and I just saw him just fall, and it was horrifying. You start crying uh, immediately, uh, immediately, yeah, it was just the worst. And then it ended up being okay though, because my uncle got me one to make up for it, and someone else got it because they heard everyone heard the story. This was like <laughs> a big, big deal, yeah. so I ended up having two Optimus Primes. Oh, nice, so I was, I was okay with that. But my lord, seeing him fall, it was just That's it was heartbreaking. horrible. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then the other thing that comes to mind, and this is just such a it's a video thing that people that know editing video oh, can fuck. anyone that does it's just like I'm, it's a school project and it was like my biggest project I've ever done. It's days and days of editing, no nights like sleep, just fucking just I'm doing this thing. And this is back in the days where you didn't have editing programs, you had Windows Movie Maker, and like you had a Windows. XP, if that thing even exported, you're fucking lucky. And I hit export. It took like two days to get through. Yeah. And it got to 99%. And I'll never forget this. An AIM message pops up from this girl. One of those girls that you just are like, literally anyone else on my buddy list I want to IM me. Not this one. Her fucking AIM pops up and it just says, hey, want to hear about my day? And then a message just pops up. Windows Movie Maker has crashed. 
And I'm just like, I, I haven't spoke to her since. <laughs> Fuck you. Do I want to hear about your day? You just ruined my life. Jesus. Did you export again or was there no time? I had to. I had to. Okay. And like, it just, it just did took you turn off like aim this time? Because oh, that did. seems like that would have been yeah. a smart move. For the I mean, I just, you know, I didn't think about that. I know, I know. But there was once, there was once where Poe and I were playing NHL 90 whatever, and we were uh, doing the thing where we had been, we we would play these sports games and actually we'd pick different teams and play our entire seasons or whatever, so there'd be a lot of waiting and stuff. And so we're getting ready to go into the playoffs, and it was I was I was in charge of the Blackhawks or whatever, and I played this last game, and fucking I think we had like two hat tricks. It was some ass whooping we just laid on these guys. So every this is when they like introduced like people are coming out and they're hot, so they're gonna be hot going into the playoffs. And I'm like fuck yeah. And, like, as I'm finishing this game, there's a thunderstorm, like, rolling into the suburb in Chicago, and it's, like, crackling lightning and stuff, and we're like, fuck, power's gonna go out, guaranteed, this is, you can already see the wind yeah. kicking up, trees are going, and it was the same thing of, like, 96, 98, 90, lightning bolt, everything's off, and then we had to wait for, like, an hour and a half to see the power come back on to see if it had, like, saved yeah. the time, and it hadn't, and I had to play the game again, totally came, everybody came out cold, we were bounced the first round of the playoffs, no. I was so mad. Man, that reminds me of, uh, I, sh- I can't believe I didn't bring this up, this was actually a really traumatic not trivial thing to have, like where I really lost my mind was oh, I was this in, with that kid in your room. Oh no, no, that that was when I was younger. When I was in tenth grade. I had you know I had a computer in my room and I just left it on all the time. And we had I had a, my own fifty six k like line or whatever. Like my dad gave me my own phone line so I would stop being on the internet all the time. But it just maybe like ruining his phone calls. But then I just would I would play games where I'd see how long I can stay on the internet like I, like. 60 days at a time sometimes. What did that cost of like a million dollars a year? That's another story where I accidentally started calling Deer Park on Long Island instead of the place closer to us and I ran up a $700 <laughs> phone bill on my dad and I went I went up to I was in I was in Boston and, and my dad uh, my mom's my dad called me and he's, he's like what did you do? <laughs> and I'm like what are you talking about? What did I do? I remember I was watching playoff hockey and he's like I got a $700 phone bill from, from uh, you know whoever the fuck whatever the fuck our phone company was I don't even know Verizon or whoever the fuck it is on Long Island. And I'm like, I, I like, I got really upset and, and like started crying and stuff and was like really scared that my dad was gonna like fucking kill me. And he ended up calling them and being like, it was a mistake. He was calling the wrong number and they totally like eradicated the entire bill. Um, but thunderstorms, it's fine. I went to a place called 112 Video that used to exist to go rent like a PlayStation One game or something. And uh, it was a thunderstorm and I left my computer on and I got back and the power didn't go out, but it hit phone lines and and, oh. and surged my modem. Oh no, I like those my days. my internal modem and I had to. Uh, all we had was like laying around still was like an external 14.4 modem or something. And that was like my cousin's like 10 years ago. And I couldn't even get it to work through a parallel port. And I like didn't have the internet in my room for like months. And I almost like lost my mind. Like, and this was in like 1999 where like people that, didn't really have the internet. That's in something, man, I haven't thought yeah. about in forever. Same thing. Thunderstorms running through. Go unplug the internet from the computer. Like, oh you God, know what yeah. I mean? Because like shit. we didn't have search protectors that had, because eventually they made search protectors you could plug for the your, internet yeah. into or the phone line into. But yeah, that wasn't a thing, obviously, when it first started. I remember that being a huge yeah, and I was, I, Dude, I was, I was crestfallen. I was like so devastated because I was so used to having this. I was, my, I was living the high life in 1998, 1999, 97 when I had the internet in my room. No one had the fucking internet. Are you kidding me? If I like, fuck, if I had internet in my room, I'd never would have left. I was looking at like, you know, I was just looking at fucking porn and just doing whatever. Oh my God, they would have had to pry me out of my own hand to get me out of that fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was just on AIM all day. I remember used to like mouse over my AIM name and see how long I was online. It was like, you know, 27 days and seven hours. I was like, ha. And, you know, and uh, I'll never, I was so fucking depressed. I remember that. And it took, I ended up just getting a new computer eventually, but it was, it was awful. It was an awful thing. No, like, it, it hurts even talking about it. Yeah. The, la- the last story I got, and this is actually, this is a horrible story. But this is a combination first world problem slash this is a real problem. So it, kinda, it fits the topic and okay. it also does not fit the topic. But 
my brother got stabbed a couple years ago. And things were really bad. It was very traumatic. All of that was a horrible. That's the real part. That's, That's the, the real, real part. Okay. And it was this isn't trivial. No, this was the real shit. Okay. But he went to the hospital and like they're handling shit and he was fine. Like, I mean, they were taking care of him. I knew he was okay and whatever. And what was done is done. Rewind a bit to earlier that day <laughs> when my little brother walks into my room and goes, Hey, I'm going to go see my friend. Can I wear your shirt? Ah. And I'm like, You mean my favorite shirt? Yeah. Just, you know, be cool. And he's like, all right. Then Stab like, through the shirt. Later that night, I was thinking, I, was, I remember being in bed and I was like, you know, tripping about this whole thing. And I stopped and I was like, oh, my shirt. Oh, no. And I remember seeing him and he's just laying there in this blood covered fucking shirt, fucking hole in it. And I'm just like, I hate you so much. He's like, I'm so, he was so, first thing I see him, he's like, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's fucking fine. But I hate you. Yeah, my favorite shirt. <laughs> what do you get stabbed for? Uh, he's my brother. He likes to, you know, he talks shit. He, he talks shit. Gets stabbed. It's like a whole thing. Mm. Yeah, but he's my him. brother. Yeah. <laughs> Tim. Yes. What's your topic? So my topic is spurred from an experience I had recently in a supermarket where I was walking and I was buying some stuff. As a you do. It was, it was Target. I was okay. buying some stuff in Target. They can be a, which super is now a supermarket. Target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I was uh, at the little cash register thing, and I my my eye was caught by. Cosmopolitan. Oh, Cosmo. Next to a Maxim. Oh, Maxim. And I was like, huh. They get me every time. And I just had this realization that like every single time I walk by this, I look at it. They're the masters of thumbnails and headlines. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. just like, I need to know. What are the eight tips for better sex? Yeah. Like, I don't think I can have sex again until I know these things. Right. Um, And also just the, you know, their images are just so... Provocative. Provocative. Like, eye-catching, all this stuff. And it really made me think... When did this start for me? Like, when was the first time that these things were mm. so enticing to me that I'm like, I will stop what I'm doing in public and look at this cover right now? Sure, sure, you know? sure, 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 sure. So my question is to you guys, what, what, is the, what are the moments that you realized you were a sexual creature? And what are your kind of memories with that? And what are your maximum memories? I think I've just kind of always known. Re- seriously, though. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I can't pinpoint a moment. I mean, I, my mom used to tell me stories about how when we were at the, the public pool, this is before my parents decided to pony up the dollars to get a pool, which I think probably fundamentally changed me forever. But we used to go to the Riverside pool, and my mom would always catch me trying, like, offering to put uh, suntan lotion on girls. <laughs> not like girl, not like girls my age, like teenagers. Like girls, I was like, hey, you know, I'm just here. I'm just letting you know if you need, like, your back, whatever. I'm here. I'm good for that. Um, and my mom would be like, well, A, you're wearing a Speedo. I, this is a little shit kid running around in a Speedo. Tan as fuck because we were always outside. Because my mom's like, the heat will keep them from running faster. Uh-huh. And she was right because the heat in Riverside is really depressing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just remember thinking that. I don't know if I was actually, there was a sexual attraction or, or anything like that. But I do distinctively remember that right around the time I think, I do think it was porn. I think it was like the first time someone showed me a Playboy. I was like, what up? Like, I've seen these things in real life forever, but, like, this thing's really painting it in the correct light for me for some reason. <laughs> uh, like, my buddy, um, you know, you'd always have the dad. Like, the dad. Like my, my, my buddy's dad. I was like, he's playing Playboy. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, what's a Playboy? That doesn't sound like something I'd be into because it's <laughs> got the word dad. boy. And, you know. It was Kevin's dad. Yeah. Um, and I always, I remember, I think it was my buddy, my buddy, uh, I don't want to name names, but... Um, that lived around the block. We used to carpool all the time together, and I would always – he'd be the guy that, like, oh, if my parents weren't coming home or they had to work or whatever, I'd go to his house, sure. hang out, and then, oh, my mom's going to be home like, five minutes. I'd just going to run home and act like I was there the whole time. 
But his dad was always the one that was like had the fucking like the drawer in the closet where you were like, what's it going to be today? And it was always something disgusting. And that's how you kind of just, I guess, I think that's how every boy discovers their sexuality in America. It's just like through like back channel fucking sure. seedy instances, right? Our, our, our guy stole his brother's magazines, mm-hmm. their Playboys or penthouses. And I remember bringing that he brought them to like somewhere, the woods or whatever, as it always the is. The woods, that's right. If you, have, if, you have, if you have woods, forest preserves, anything, that's where all the shitty ass shit goes down. That's but yeah, I remember nice. him going there. And I forget what we traded to get our own magazines or whatever and bring them home. But I remember totally like that. I, like I remember that, and we were, but we were too young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was something we knew we eventually needed to be wanting, but we didn't want them yet. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like we just had these damn things. No, that was that was what I was going to say. Was that I remember going. So I, I where I grew up on the island. Uh, my 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 best friend when I was a kid had an older brother. He was a year older than me, and his older brother. He had two brothers that were two years older than two years older. So I was, like, really close with that family. And I think I was growing up a little quicker because I was with, like, mm-hmm. guys that were a little older than me. And um, they used to go steal their dad's Playboy, like, all the time. Like, their Playboys, like, just go into the, the bedroom. Yeah. Like, which is, like, obvious as the day as long as we were doing this. And uh, I, but that was the thing. Was I remember doing it and looking at them and being like, all right. Like, like, like it was more like the, the, the fear and like, the, the exhilaration of stealing this thing and seeing something that you're not supposed to do. It's like the way I used to feel when I watched Beavis and Butthead. Where it's like, you know, like, I'm just not supposed to be doing this and this is exciting. But eventually, like... I remember, like, it was, like, seventh or eighth grade when I, like, when you're younger, you think girls are pretty. You don't really understand what that means, or, sure. it's not, it's not a sexual thing, to, you know, to, to you when you're a kid. It's like, oh, this girl's pretty, or this, you know, like, I used to love, like, Cindy Crawford, you know, when I was a kid, when I was in the late 80s, early 90s. It wasn't because I, like, wanted to have sex with Cindy Crawford. I didn't even know what that meant. I just thought Cindy Crawford was really pretty. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Um but like when you get older, you realize that there's like way more dynamic. There's a way more dynamic aspect to this. And I, I remember, I mean, not to be grosser, but I remember like not really knowing like what a girl's vagina even was. Even after looking at these magazines, like oh, you yeah. kind, of, kind of flipped through them quick. Like I'd kind of be nervous about it. And like when you really like sat and looked at like a, a Playboy model's vagina, you're like, what the fuck is that? And yeah. then like you start it's a like, complex thing. Down yeah, there. and then you're like, and then you just it's slowly. I feel like it was seventh or eighth grade when I really. Probably more like eighth grade when I was really like, all right, like I understand I, I'm, a sexu- I'm a sexual being now. It's in some respect. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't know what it means. But yeah. like, there's more to this mm-hmm. than the girl is pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's more to. And then when there's you're in high school, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. You could have taken was... my sheets when I was in, in in high school and just dropped it, and it would have shattered like glass. <laughs> that was the interesting thing of like. <laughs> <laughs> having the conversations <laughs> with your friends of like I remember late junior high yeah right before high school where we were talking about like yeah like masturbating but like not in like the like not in the shameful way of just honestly talking about this of like are you masturbating yet like somebody asked uh, and we were, we were like not really we don't he's like I'm using a pillow I'm doing that again it's it's int- it's we like but it was like this totally unabashed not a shame conversation it was like, like what's I don't happening know what the fuck's going it on so yeah, yeah. you it was so weird the way some people did it right like, yeah oh yeah some people use baseball gloves and stuff like that and i was like what yeah that's so weird people get nuts man i realized when i was younger uh don't i i I make cheryl laugh about this because she's like i'm like there's just certain rules that guys learn at -hmm. some point i'm like rule number one no shampoo no no soap and everyone learns that the hard way and you will learn it and you will never use those again even though the shower took me about six seven times i was like nah let's try that there it is because it's (laughs) it just makes sense while it's happening yes it's just the aftermath Oh, that thunderstorm that's coming. I, I'm with you, though, because I remember thinking, uh, I think when I was in fifth grade, I had a crush on a girl. Uh, and I ended up 
like quote unquote dating whatever the fuck that means when you're in fifth sixth sure, grade sure, sure. dating that girl she lives in the neighborhood you would do that thing where you'd like you know I'd like rollerblade over to her house or whatever <laughs> I did I did I would rollerblade over and be like is she there whatever you know you, you, you couldn't call her and her, her number and even if I did I would there's no way I was mustering up the cojones to actually deal with talking to a parent at that age um, but I do remember that a large fascination not fascination but a, a big component of that was just sort of that I liked her it had nothing to do with sexuality. Right, 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 it wasn't right. sex. It wasn't that I was like, I'm going to get in this girl's pants. I had an attraction to her just because I was like, this girl it's cool. is special to me. She makes me feel good. I just want to be around her more. It's more of a romantic affection than it was anything sexual. And I think it wasn't until I got into probably like junior high and I experienced for the first time a girl's attention that I didn't necessarily romantically care for. That was, I think, when I was like, oh. Yeah. There's a different side to this where where there was just a purely physical, purely sexual, Lost. I guess, side to this that I didn't even know because up until that point, I'd always like – I had a girl that I was like, I like this girl a lot and we're just spend time together. We hold hands. Maybe we kiss. It would be amazing if we kiss, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm yeah, going like, to go on a limit. That's that. what I was going to say. It's because like, I used to go out with girls. Sure. Like, you will you go out with, you know, kind of thing like yeah. fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh hey, grade. Yeah. And I had like girlfriends, like different girlfriends that it was like totally – like yeah, like but even you held ki- hands. Yeah, like you held hands or like went to the movies and like even like I I kissed like we I had my first kiss with one of these girls or whatever and I was like that would there was like nothing about that at all other than that like it was the it was the kiss mm-hmm. like that's what you're supposed to do like yeah. Kevin Arnold and Winnie Cooper yeah like yeah yep, it yep, felt yep. really and weird it was <laughs> yeah. and but like by the time like you're in high school it's so funny how like five years makes all of the difference mm-hmm. by the time I was in high school like just any guy and girl everyone kind of discovers their sexuality like fully when you're when you're in that that age range probably. Um, it's very different, and then yeah. when you get into college, yeah, it's really middle school different. is about finding out that you have questions. High school is about trying to answer those questions, mm-hmm. and then college is just kind of like looking online, figuring for the out those questions. Every trying, other option is yeah. trying to find questions to answer. That is accurate. Shout yeah. out to Maxim covers you because you said you brought uh-huh. this topic up, and I was like, "What is my first Maxim that I distinctly remember having in my room, mm-hmm. like having on my own?" And you want to know what it is? What? It's terrible. Oh, it's God. Laura Flynn Boyle oh, from sh- The Practice. Remember oh, this? She Boyle was hot. She hot. was super hot. She, I just like it's like you think Maxim. I don't think I Laura Flynn Boyle. I think for I love the practice. December 1999. Oh, I loved the practice too. And these pictures, I'll show you these pictures. That was a great show. Look at this lady. She had it going on. She knew what she was doing over here. I remember these these Maxim photo shoots. Oh yeah, dude. Laura Flynn Boyle was hot. Yeah, Laura Flynn Boyle was super hot. But it's just like it's funny because like uh, I, oh, I, yeah, she's I hot, remember dude. the Britney Spears one, the Christina Aguilera. So Christina dude. Aguilera was mine. But like Laura Flynn Boyle was the one I had, and I remember there she was, looks like she's sixty years old in that picture. But all these other she ones had this, well, she, you know, Jack Nicholson's rubbing off on her uh, mm. back then. Uh, th- I had this one. She was the cover model. That was her whole thing. And I remember at the back there was like one of those Maxim things about like. Going out in New York or what? I don't mm-hmm. fucking remember what it was about, but it's one of those. Remember, they had like, they had like fashion shoots at the end, mm-hmm. like yeah, people, yeah, yeah. And they had this blonde woman uh, model or whatever. I remember in like w- her final sh- shot in that like whatever going out of the town thing was her going upstairs, them shooting from down below, and her having to pull her skirt down. And I was like, that is fucking so hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like you're trying to process all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like so weird. I, I, for me, it was a Christina Aguilera. It was 2003, probably like around the time that. um Dirty, dirt. The dirty. She was like dressed like that in the yeah, dirty, that. and she was in like this like inner game tube changer. Thing. Yep, I remember. That this was one. like distinctly remember this I, one. everyone. Yeah, in I, know, I, was know, like, I know. that Holy video. I was shit. in college when that video came out. I yeah, that and that, that was, was like, just oh such a God. game changer. And then a couple months later, <laughs> Jessica Alba did a, a Maxim shoot. Yeah, and I just uh, remember that. That was like everyone stop what you're doing. 
Huh? Was there she water was on the involved? Beach. She was on the beach. Ugh. And it was just like, it didn't make sense. But yeah, I mean, I've said this before, but like, I feel like my first sexual awakening was Idle Hands. Yeah. Seeing her, I'm just like, holy shit. Because the Pink Ranger, I thought she was pretty. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. But That's why uh, well, I called then, that DJ Tanner. <laughs> yeah. But then... Um, <laughs> I got a lot of questions for you on that one. <laughs> That's then, okay. The Pink Ranger, I had a sexual thought about in Susie Q in the Disney movie that I talked about where she like is like getting into her prom dress. And that's when I was like, oh. I had that moment where I'm like, I don't just think you're pretty. Like, I, I'm a man. Yeah, you I'm know? a man. I want to know. Pink Ranger has made me a man. Yeah, Susie Q. <laughs> I had a huge crush on, on DJ when I was a kid. Candace Cameron? Yeah. Like, but, you like, had a crush? Like, as, she like, was the girl it, next door. From a sexual standpoint, or just no, what you wanted to, the okay. early nineties. I thought she was pretty. She was pretty. I, I mean, it was the same thing when we, we were talking about with Al from from um from step by step from step by step. Damn it, right? Yeah, she uh, was where, like where you know Christine Lakin when yeah. she came here, I had a I had a huge crush on her, but like yeah. it wasn't. It was like I just thought she was really like really pretty, yeah, especially sure. in the later episodes, like where she wasn't so tomboy yeah, up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The, all three of them were fantastic. All three daughters, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's just different echelons based on your age, where you like you don't mm-hmm. uh, you don't. Dating a girl when you're a 12 year old is different than dating a girl when you're 16. Is different than dating a girl when you're 21. Yeah. Da- having a crush on a girl when you're eight or nine doesn't mean anything like compared to having a crush on a girl when you're 12 compared to 14. You know, sure, sure. These, sure. I think these things just evolve. It's very complicated. It's funny too because I don't know about you guys, but I always had this assumption that my like my parent, I, my parents were unique in that they just pretended that nothing was happening. Like they just pretended like nope, 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 none of this is like. None just of this keep is hearing, happening. You just keep hearing glass breaking upstairs, <laughs> yeah. and they don't know why, but it's your sheets. But like, and I always assumed that like my friends were having these deep conversations about sex mm-hmm. and sexuality and stuff, and like I was like missing out on something. And then I realized like no one was having those conversations. Uh, like my parents never talked to me about fucking anything. I had I had to figure out all that stuff, and I'm I don't blame them. I'm glad they didn't. They damn well knew that I was figuring that out on my own. You know, right. they're not. That's the other thing too is you think you're getting like one over on your parents. Like I dated a girl for a couple years in high school. She was my girlfriend. I used to have her over, and like we would just go upstairs or whatever like that and i'd be like oh, my dad has no idea what, like we're you know making out on my bed or whatever like that and my dad's like oh, a fucking idiot he just doesn't want to deal with it <laughs> yeah he's like i can't it's not he, worth it he's like i just don't even want like i, I know in his head he's like oh, every see. once in a while he would like come upstairs or like call me down jingle a doorknob yeah. or something yeah. and be like hey colin oh, and, no, and see, i told yeah. you and i told you when i was in college the last time i lived home in 2005 i just i had a lot of girlfriends like girlfriends in college and not like girlfriends, but girls that were friends. Yeah. And they would come over, or whatever. My dad started getting really mad, like because they like they would come down to Long Island to hang out. People like to just come to the island, so they go to the beaches and stuff. And so they were there, and they would come on. And eventually, she's like, "What are you doing? Like, why do you have all these girls coming over and stuff like that?" And I'm like, "Dad, relax. Like, I think you think you know. I wish I was cool as, as cool as you think I am, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I actually. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. You had an older brother growing up, though, right? Yeah, but he was 11 years older than me. But he went to college by the time I okay. was in fourth grade. So, so yeah, my brother was only five years older than me, and so younger than I, even second grade, actually. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So that was the perfect age to sort of start witnessing some of that stuff. Uh, way too early for me. Yeah. Like Matt would throw parties, and like my parents would go out of town, he'd have to throw parties and have his girlfriends come over or whatever, and I would just like I would just get to be a fly on the wall in these high schoolers' lives when I was like barely in jeez i must have been like he was a freshman in high school i was in fourth grade fifth grade maybe she's always and so just kind of sitting there seeing him at 16 just start driving and being able to kind of be in the back seat when it was him and his girlfriend and like all of their friends would be like congregating in a place and yeah. my mom would be out of time she's like you gotta watch your brother i'd be like yes like this is gonna be awesome yeah <laughs> and it wasn't some cool stuff yeah it wasn't even from just like a um from like a, i get to take part in it it was just like 
this is what grown-ups are. Because remember when yeah, you were like, right, movie right. that you're watching? Yeah. You know, when you were like, because you look back now and everyone under the age of 30 to me just looks super young. Like, I can't tell the difference between a 19-year-old and a fucking 12-year-old. They're all just young. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I got him oh. into sticky situations. Well, you know, thank God I'm married. Uh, but when you're, when you're like 10, a fucking 16-year-old yeah. is like... I mean, they might as well be fucking running for president exactly. if they're so old, right? Especially uh, your brother. Yeah. Oh, especially my brother, right? So all of his friends were, like, smoking and driving and, like, having sex. And it was, like, not a big deal. I was having sex. Not a big deal. I was like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so this gives me so much anxiety. I'm not supposed to, like, be scared of this. I don't understand. Um, so, yeah, it was it was fascinating watching that happen. And then, of course, then my brother got into college and joined a fraternity. And it was like, holy shit, I thought you were dangerous in high school. But now there's a whole other, like, bigger playing like playing field for you. Um, so I got a, a little bit of that, but it also it actually um, pushed me the opposite way because watching him kind of explore that side of him made me go more toward the romance side. So I didn't have sex till much later age, much later than I should. Have. How old were you? Uh, I was twenty one. Twenty one. Wow. Yeah, when yeah. I had sex, I didn't have sex till like midway through college. I had done everything else under the sky, but I just I had this weird part of me that was like, I need to actually care about the person I'm having sex with. I respect for that. the first time. Um, <laughs> this weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> then it died. Nick never had that again. No, yeah, no, I don't care about it anymore. I cared. I mean, I was 16, but I, I cared about the girl that I, I didn't. You know, I was 21 right. as well. Yeah, I just, I was like, I, you know, I, I had, it just had worked out sort of 40 year old virgin style where I had dated a bunch of girls that were sexually, like very sexually active. And I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be my first maybe sexual partner. And I just wasn't into them like that. And I was like, I'm going to feel really bad if I have sex with this person because I kind of want to break up with her and I don't want to be that guy that like hit it and quit it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to treat people like that. And so I didn't I, – I, I went a really long time. And then when I hit college, freshman year is when I gained a ton of weight. And so it became very hard for me to like – I was always the funny guy that was like, oh, Nick's so funny. You're such a good friend. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. How do I get out of this position? And I was like, I got to lose weight. And it took me forever to do that. Um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, by like junior, senior year is when someone finally was like, I think you're really cool and like special and fun. I don't care how much you weigh. And I was like, cool. Let's keep the lights off. And we had sex. Um, God damn! So she she knew that you were a virgin when she had sex with you. Yeah, yeah, she was too, which actually was nice. Oh, interesting. Well, she was a lot younger than I was. I think I, I was like a junior, and she was like a freshman. But you know, it was fine. She was like a lot younger. A lot younger. The, but that's the thing, though. Yeah, it it feels like, it feels, yeah, 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 I know, I know. I know. Um, Speaking of the age difference, like, I remember um, I was really young in Summer Sanders. Oh, on Summer Sanders. I was I was like I want to marry someone like that. Like that's what I want to marry. Summer Sanders was hot on Nickelodeon. And then she was hot on the NBA Inside Stuff. Remember when she oh, did that Inside show? Stuff. Yeah, with the moderate shot. How yeah. can I forget? That was after the Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah, oh, she, and she's doing a show now. I just saw it when I was in the airport like a few times. Really? Ago. Yeah, she's doing like some sort of like to. quiz show or something. I'm like, you st- Summer Sanders, you look so good. <laughs> God, God bless you, God bless you Sanders. Summer Sanders. Yeah, I remember the. the last, sorry, I. I Totally, you ruined. You ruined it. There, there was no natural endpoint there. That was it right there. Didn't I was going to say, God bless natural. you, loot crate. Oh, that and was good. I was going to go right it's into it. Segue. It's a natural segue. You suck. I just want to say the first time that uh, I remember seeing people naked that weren't family members was Titanic. Oh yeah. So, yeah, seeing a big movie on the screen. That. Yeah, yeah, like holy shit. But then I remember the first time I saw like full nakedness was. So, do you guys remember those playing cards with naked people yeah, on them? Of course. Like, what was the deal with those? People How like come, naked people. But they were everywhere. Like, I remember you guys were talking about all these playboys in the, the, woods the woods and stuff. For me, it was like, you couldn't go to a playground or a park or anything without those cards, without finding one in a mm. sandbox or in a freaking tree. Or you just, just had like, a bunch of perverts here in San Francisco. Maybe, I don't know. Those things were everywhere. I almost collected an entire deck. That's not true. 
I will I will say this to close because it was asking like the first time you saw full nudity. I remember yeah. the first time I saw people having sex, like really paying attention. It was just it's a really hot image. Like I could still see it in my head of like a guy holding a This like, in real life? Yeah. No, no, not real life in a right. magazine. Okay. It was okay, like right. some it was like some Playboy and it was like a sex party they were having or something like that. And some guy some girl just had his her legs he was like holding her ass and like had her legs wrapped around and whatever, and he, he was, they were just in a corner. And I was like, that is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, that's what that's what sex is, I guess. Realizing I'm never, I'm not strong enough to hold a woman like that. <laughs> you do, you do, you know. Yeah. yeah, you just kind of lay down. It's fine. It takes care of. It's itself. hard, Kev. What are you shaking your head at me for? Kev, we don't. We're not all built like you. We're not all built like PK Fireness alternates. <laughs> PK Fireness. <laughs> PK Fireness meets French Holy sailor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that topic was brought to you by Loot Crate. As always, Loot Crate, thank you for sponsoring this madness. They say, would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is a subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 more plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure you head over to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the code kindoffunny to save $3 on any new subscription. Tim. Yes. Would you like to know what the theme is? Of course I do. They say, call forth some hard-hitting companions and get ready to summon an epic loot crate. They're celebrating all the monsters you can fit in your pocket and the ones you need some crazy circle drawing skills to bring to the mortal realm. What does that mean? The circle drawing? Is that D&D or is that some kind of game that's like Digimon-y now? Yeah, I don't know. Well, They're definitely talking about Pokemon. I mean... Well, I mean that drawing a circle like a pentagram or whatever is a way you summon that's monsters in witchcraft, or summon like you know summon things in witchcraft, or at least you know, and that's in video games and stuff too. Okay, this month's crate features an exclusive collectible. They're told is quote the most important object in pretty much the whole universe, plus awesome items from Blizzard, Kid Robot, and more. Uh, of course, you already know Loot Crate. It's basically this friend who knows you sends you all these cool things. They shipped over thirteen different countries, and you have until the nineteenth at nine p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive this month's crate. When it's over, it's over. So don't miss it. Go to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the code kindoffunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. I'm excited to see what's in this one. I want it. You think it'll be a Pokemon? You like Pokemon? I think, a lot. I think it's some Pokemons. When, when, I, when it came to mind for me with summons was like Final Fantasy and like like summoning monsters. Yeah. I thought like a court summons. Oh, like you like open some, it up. Oh, those are super been, fun. You've just been summoned. It's just a guy, my guy, favorite. A guy in a loot crate shirt knocks on your door. He's like, "You've been served," and then just hands you the <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you gotta go be on a jury, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Game Over Gregory Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunny. Throw us a few bucks and get every episode early. If you don't have any bucks to throw, no big deal. Head over to YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunny where we break it up topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire show Friday. Friday as a full MP3 and of course video, gentlemen. Yes, I'm glad we're here. Me too. I'm glad we're home for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys aren't sick anymore. Portillo's on Q Portillo. <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. And for all the people, nope, I said it's hey, you can't end. It. You can't end there, Craig, because all the people out there that subscribe to us on Patreon at the level that they get the thank you on screen, they need to know that next week they're going to be thanked. Yeah, because we're supposed so they to do should this come week. back. Yeah, we we're messed that up, but it's week. okay. I'm letting them know right. so that they can come back next week and see their pretty names. Oh, here, and if you want your name there. I mean, we could have just done it right there. You could have, d- we, right, bam, it's happening. No, but the no, problem is, now, I don't okay. think it's so Take it off, Kevin. Put yep. it, take it off, take it off, take it off. Yep. Take it off. So come back next, next week. week. It's going to be a grand old time. <laughs>